0: I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: What's with the melodrama? Fellas wanna hover in my cypher like a helicopter. Like it's a special honor. The stealth bomber, Jim Dropper. Make the ghetto holler. Enter. Taking you high like skydivers when we spark like live wires. Original. Caveman. Quest for my fire. Express my desire to drop this new shit. These record executives keep telling me y'all stupid. Know if they write, shut the fuck up. Revolutionaries. Throw your guns up. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Tips Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. We're in the house on a Tuesday night. Yes, um, we are. Ready to, uh, you know, drop, drop another level of this uh, podcast and you know how we do. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, the Blackout Tips. Just search for it. Leave us a five-star review on either one of those uh, platforms. We appreciate everybody that uh, does that. Because it helps the show out tremendously. Um, and we just hope that those five-star reviews are positive. Because if they are, we'll read them on the show. Mm-hmm. But if you like, hey, y'all, I hate y'all show. Fuck you. I hate your voice. Change the host. Change the topics. Um, we won't read it. So, never, never, fine, never. Yeah, it's a fine line.
2: Can't say we won't post them on Facebook and have jokes about them. Yeah. But we won't read them out loud.
1: We may ridicule you on social media. But in general, we will not read that. Mm-mm. So. It will never be heard on the air. Um, you can also go to theblackouttips.com, leave comments, sign up to become a premium member, slash premium. Uh, and uh, what else? Vote in the polls, leave comments on your votes in the polls. Those help us out. We read all that stuff on our feedback show. Mm-hmm. We have a voicemail launch 704 557 0186. You can leave three minute or less voicemails, and we promise to read them on the air, Or listen to them on the air. As long as you're not a crazy person and they're three minutes or less. See, we have rules, but we follow the rules. Didn't get hurt. It's easy. Um, mm-hmm. Our the, rules
2: are very simple. We don't ask or demand much. We just ask that you don't be crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. The official weapon of the show is? The and An unofficial sport?
2: is bullet ball.
1: A bullet ball extreme. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Tweaked Audio. Valentine's Day is almost upon us. But you still have plenty of time to order some tweaked audio headphones for your boo. Your love might not last forever, but these headphones will. Why? Because if you use code TBGWT at tweakedaudio.com, you get 33% off. In addition to that, you get free shipping. And in addition to that, they all come with a lifetime guarantee. So long after your love is exhausted for that person and they moved on, you can still always make their ex jealous with those headphones you bought (laughs)
2: they
1: will never be able to get over you
2: Outlast your relationship
1: every time they listen to something they got to think about your ass so go to tweakedaudio.com put in code tbgwt and uh get your 33 percent off your free shipping and your lifetime guarantee so um let's go ahead and get right on into it we got a ton of uh ton of articles and stuff crazy stuff happening around the world right now okay um first things um there's more of the anti-vaccination stuff going on ben carson noted black conservative man uh he came out and said that he believes vaccinations um are a matter of public safety so hey right that's good right he urged parents not to opt out. Then he defended Senator Rand Paul's criticism of vac- vaccinations. And uh, then he did an interview with CNN's Jake Tapper, where he linked vax not he linked the outbreak of measles to undocumented people. That's not to same.
3: Seeing more and more likely 2016 presidential hopefuls come forward with their thoughts on whether parents should be forced to get their kids man vaccinated Hillary Clinton tweeted the science is clear the earth is round the sky is blue and vaccines work let's protect all our kids hashtag grandmothers know best and it turns out Clinton's stance seems to be in step with a well-known conservative who just might be running against her in the race for the White House let's bring in doctor Ben Carson he's the former director of pediatric neurosurgery at Johns Hopkins Hospital he's also author of a new book you have a brain a teen's guide to think big. Dr. Carson, as always, thank you so much uh, for joining us. I want to get to the book, which I enjoyed a lot in, in a second, but I, I do want to make sure I understand your position on vaccinations for children. You told BuzzFeed yesterday, quote, we should not allow those diseases to return by foregoing safe immunization programs for philosophical, religious, or other reasons when we have the means to eradicate them. So just to clarify, no exemptions unless, of course, there's a health reason. How would you enforce that?
4: Well, we already uh, have policies in place at schools that require immunization records and things of that nature. Uh, what we have to recognize is that a lot of people are put off when they hear the word government force. And uh, you know perhaps there's a better way to put these things, but the fact of the matter is studies have shown us over the course of time that the benefit to risk ratio for vaccination is way in the favor of doing it as opposed to
1: for the record, no one said the word government force except for people who are against vaccinations right President Obama didn 't go, yeah, we should use the government force to make people get vaccinations
4: that 's not what happened mm-hmm. so not doing it
3: no, I look on the I'm the child of a pediatrician and a pediatric nurse i i i 'm with you, but it does seem like your statements. Uh, are kind of, contrary to what we're hearing from a lot of your fellow potential Republican hopefuls. Republican Senator Rand Paul said yesterday that many vaccines should be voluntary, and he said he's heard of many cases of people getting, quote, mental disorders after being immunized. You're you're a doctor. Is there evidence to back up the senator's claims?
4: Well, I I listened to uh, what he said, and I I think perhaps it's uh, not exactly... uh, being portrayed the way he meant it. you know, If you were to talk to him, I'm sure he would tell you that vaccines are very, very important, have made a tremendous difference in our society. It's a public health issue, and I'm sure he would be very supportive of them. He's simply saying, you know, we don't want to be forced. Uh, we want to have some choice. And I think there are ways to do this in a reasonable and rational way. It also involves educating the populace. You know, there were a lot of myths going around about uh, vaccinations causing autism and other types of things. These have been uh, dispelled. We know better now. So, you know, a lot of people haven't gotten that information. We need to make sure that we uh, we make that care. available to everyone.
3: But Dr. Carson, isn't exactly what we're seeing in California right now this this measles outbreak? Isn't this because the people in California have been given the option of opting out and they have a whole bunch of misinformation they're not getting their kids immunized and now we have an infant who has the measles disease isn't this a perfect example of what happens when you don't it?
4: well it is a good example of what happens and you know these are things that we had under control uh... we have to account for the fact that we now have people coming into the country uh, sometimes undocumented people who perhaps have diseases that we had under control. So now we need to be doubly vigilant about making sure that we immunize our people to keep to keep them from getting diseases that once were under
1: So there you go, Karen. It's the illegal aliens. They are um, invading our country and uh, rubbing their measles all over everybody. And uh, that's the real reason we got to be Illegal gotta be, uh,
2: Ill- illegal aliens been crossing the border for many, 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 many years. Nope, nope,
1: that just started, uh, last and year.
2: No, 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 no. This outbreak in Disney is brand fucking new.
1: No, that just started, uh, two days ago. Um, and, uh, that's cause, the, that's when the, uh, illegal immigration and undocumented people started coming here. So there you go. We got to the bottom of that. Glad we could fix it. So, if you guys could just stay on your sides of the borders and in your own countries, uh, measles would go away. There you no, go. No, they won't. People That's the science. Get, people need
2: to get their kids Im- Im- immunizations and get them, get those shots because the thing is, nobody really wants to talk about what happens when parents all of a sudden have dead children, multiple dead children because you fucking they dying of diseases that we had eradicated.
1: Um look, here The science is settled. Illegal immigrants are coming here and giving us diseases.
2: All right? well People are stupid. They we're gonna They're have a massive outbreak and then everybody's gonna want to get their child have one you and, know, and all run out of them. All and those
1: and, undocumented children running around Disney World, measling the place up. You know, that's, that's where the, that's where the term comes from. Measly, like you say, a few measly dollars, cause they got the foreign measles all over everything, mm. and they messing everything up. They sodomite mm. semen's and, and whatnot. Mm. Wow. Thank you, Ben Carson, for getting to the bottom of this scientifically.
2: Yeah, 'cause the, the 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 thing about it is that it, I don't know the whole. I, and I know I don't have any children, but the whole situation just fucking frustrates me. Um, whenever you really talk to people about it, because whenever I've heard a lot of these people go out and talk on TV, we seen shows with them, and they try to defend us. They sound the fucking dumbest and the most ignorant. Um, I even heard like a radio show. Where a lady called in, and she was talking to like a professional doctor. Mm-hmm. And he was basically, you know, giving her the spiel and telling her facts. She was like, I don't believe that. I was like, bitch, don't nobody give a fuck about what you believe. He's telling you the truth.
1: Karen, she wicked it. And once you wicked something, it's true. So if she looked on Wikipedia and enough stuff said that vaccinations are the devil, I got to side with her. Okay. I know some people went to college and they got fancy doctor degrees a great and day
2: dedicated their entire lives to studying these diseases right right okay. i know
1: there's scientists out there that spent dozens of years in school and practicing medicine and whatnot and studying diseases but let's look at the other side well, there's google and if you google some of this stuff it's scary what comes back Shit, so, google
2: has it everybody gonna die fucking tomorrow what are we talking about here
1: Mhm,, uh, I'm just trying to tell you what happens here, Karen, and how you know the illegal immigrants are bringing us um you know they're bringing they're bringing all the diseases here, the dirty, nasty diseases, and uh something's gotta go,
2: okay mm-hmm. I just can't wait for the day to Africa just start abandoning us banning us. they'd be like, you know what, nah, any flights from America 'cause you know they get tired of that shit.' Any flights from America, they're going to start banning and start telling the white folks y'all can't come over here and adopt our children. What you going to do then, America? What you going to do then?
1: Yeah, I'm waiting for it to be uh like measles porn. That's what I know is here to stay. Uh, massive herbal supplement scam uncovered Walmart target GNC accused of selling bogus products. Uh, an investigation by the New York attorney general found many contained cheap fillers like houseplant and powdered rice. On Monday, New York State Attorney uh, General Eric Schneiderman instructed Target, GNC, Walgreens, and Walmart to immediately cease selling a number of scam herbal supplements. An investigation revealed that the best-selling supplements not only didn't work, but were potentially dangerous, with four out of five of the products not even listing any herbs in their ingredients. Instead, the supplements contained fillers such as powdered rice, horse plant, and asparagus. Fraudulent products include... Uh, ichinacea, ichinacea ginseng, St. John's wort, garlic, ginkgo biloba, and salt palmetto. Palmetto. Uh, in uh, total, about only 21% of store brand herbal supplements contain plants listed on the labels. Shit. Mislabeling, contamination, and false advertising are illegal. They also pose unacceptable risk to New York families, especially those with allergies to hidden ingredients. These drugs are not subject to the FDA's approval because of a loophole in 1994 federal law spearheaded by Utah, uh, Utah Senator Orrin G. E. Hatch, who received funding from supplement makers. Fraudulent products can easily reach consumers without accountability or oversight. The right. New York Times and Ahad O'Connor has a story.
2: Right, that's because they don't go under the same scrutiny. They don't have to be tested. They don't have to like obviously prove that that you actually put the shit in there you're supposed to prove which cut costs that's why i could buy you know a a bottle of 800 pills for a dollar 75 because fuck it's not what it says is in there
1: yeah they bought 78 bottles of the leading brands of herbal supplements from a dozen walmart target walgreens and gnc locations across new york state when the then the agency analyzed the products using DNA barcode and the type of genetic fingerprinting that the agency has used to root out labeling fraud in the seafood industry, the test found so many supplements with no DNA from herbs on their labels but plenty of DNA from unsolicited ingredients, said Marty Mack, and the executive deputy uh uh and executive deputy attorney general in New York. The absence of DNA does not explain the high percentage of contaminants found in these products. The burden is now on in the industry to prove, that, prove what is in these supplements. GNC spokesperson Laura Brophy responded to the allegations, saying, We stand by the quality, purity, and potency of all ingredients listed on the labels of our private label products. We will certainly cooperate with the Attorney General's office in all appropriate ways. Walgreens pledged to remove the supplements from its stores across the country, while Walmart said it would contact its suppliers to take appropriate action. Target did not provide a comment. That's crazy people take all these vitamins and supplements and right.
2: you think that you just
1: drinking, eating houseplant and fucking rice.
2: Correct.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the weird things. I never understood why those things weren't regulated. I mean, people are putting them into their body at, you know, a massive rate. Right,
2: right. This is the shit that's happened when it's not regulated Then you got shit that is regulated and people go, nah, fuck that. It's regulated. What the fuck is wrong with people? Sorry.
1: Beyonce launches a vegan meal delivery service with her trainer. Get that money. If you like it, then you put, should have put some greens on it, according to this article. <laughs> Attention to all the vegan ladies, Beyonce and her trainer recently announced that they're launching a vegan meal delivery tra- uh, program. After participating in 22 Days Nutrition Challenge with her husband, Jay-Z, in 2013, Beyonce was inspired to team up with her trainer, Marcos Borges, Borges or Borgs? uh also the company's founder for the meal service the meals which range in price from nine dollars and 76 cent to 16 dollars and 50 cent are entirely plant-based and do not include gluten soy dairy or gmos Mm. i'm so grateful that i took the challenge and credit marco with leading by example beyonce said in a statement he came up with a great program to get people motivated to make better nutritional choices all you have to do is try if i can do it anyone can i'm excited to partner with him so there you go karen vegan uh beyonce gonna go vegan on them mm-hmm.
2: she gonna make all that money
1: yeah i wonder how you order this because they didn't really have uh the right. details
2: right can you do it all across country because you know everybody can't do that and the thing is like she has a personal trainer so you can't just be eating this vegan shit and then and, and think everything gonna be all right you got exercise
5: too
1: well you gotta start somewhere and i think eating better is probably uh I'd say even a bigger part than working out, um, right. Honestly. So, if you can change a diet, you can like lose weight sitting on the couch if you're eating right. Um, so, uh, and it's a big step, you know, it like is. one of the harder things to do is to change a diet. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, good props for her and also profitable profitable for her more than likely. So,
2: oh yeah. Uh huh. And if she stands behind it, yeah, pe- people gonna buy that. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, hopefully we won't find out through years from now that it just had rice and plant.
2: And asparagus in it.
1: Yeah. Uh Robin Williams' wife and kids are fighting over his estate.
2: Uh oh, this ain't going well.
1: Yeah, Robin Williams of course committed suicide late last year and now his children and wife have gone to court in a fight over his uh the late comedian's estate. In papers filed in December in San Francisco Superior Court, Williams' wife Susan accuses the comedians' children from two previous marriages of taking items without her permission and asked the court to exclude the contents of the Tiburon home that she shared with William from the jewelry memorabilia and other items William said the children should have. The children, Zachary, Zelda, and Cody, countered that Susan Williams is adding insult to terrible injury by trying to change the trust agreement and rob them of the late actor's clothing and other personal items yeah i've never this is so weird because one this seems like it always happens when you get a new wife like late in life
4: mm-hmm.
1: Seems like the new wife and the kids from the original marriage always end up fighting this is happening right now with the saints
6: mm-hmm. like this is
1: weird like he's dead now five four three two one who gets the shit uh, the Williams children, and I i don't know, I guess for me personally, I mean, obviously I don't, I'm not married to anybody, and I've never been divorced, so I don't, as far as, uh, you know, uh, I'm not, this is our first and only marriage. Yeah,
0: uh, yes. I, I don't have
1: the experience of being the third marriage for anybody. Um, I don't have experience of having children from a previous marriage. Right. Or, or stepchildren from my wife's previous marriage. So I, you know, I'm obviously speaking from a place where, i haven't experienced this but it just seems so cut and dry if the will says the kids can have the shit what what the fuck who are you to come in and say they can't
2: yeah a lot of it it's weird is a lot of times it's multiple things it's like a lot of times they never got along from the beginning a lot of times especially when children get older they feel like especially people that are rich they feel like you stepped in and you know, you just wanted my daddy for his money or my mama for their money and how do I know you real? And a lot of them are nasty and petty to the children and, you know, and, and like I say, it gets vindictive and all kinds of shit. Cause, you know, children feel like, hey, you know, you're not doing what my daddy would have wanted and I don't know if he had a wheel or how his will was laid out but this is when wheels become extremely important because then there won't be no fucking arguing because it will be laid out what everybody was getting
1: yeah and I mean but they they do that
2: and then even with that yeah they people still fight the, the,
1: the, the, the new wife is like fuck that yeah the shit I want is off limits you know um the Williams children are heartbroken that petitioner Mr. Williams uh wife of less than three years has act wow, less than three years. Okay,
2: so she just just recently married him then. Yeah, that's why they was like, Bitch, fuck you, you just stepped in the picture
1: has acted against his wishes by challenging the plans he so carefully made for his estate.
2: Oh, so that's why they're mad it like he laid this out and said everything he wanted now because you quote unquote the wife, you're going in basically saying he didn't want none none of this shit.
1: James Wagstaff, an attorney for Susan Williams said Monday that his client was only seeking guidance from the court about the meaning of certain terms in the trust. This is not ugly. He said, I would not say that it is anticipated to be a highly contested proceeding. Uh, I mean that it is anticipated to be a highly contested proceeding An attorney for the children, Alan Mayer declined to comment
2: um yeah because if it wasn't an issue why are we going to this point you know basically you tit for tatting and then reading certain things and interpreting them probably completely different than what it was meant to be or interpreting it in I don't a way think, that benefits you
1: i don't think they're interpreting shit i think they just go i'm not giving you the shit that it's like possession is not of the law i'm not giving you the shit inside this house i'm here now and i'm oh, not okay you can't come have your shit i know it said the trust granted his children his memorabilia and awards in the entertainment industry and some other specific personal items.
2: Oh, and she was like, fuck that. You're not getting the goddamn thing. Click, lock, and lock
1: the doors. Uh, Susan Williams says that because he wanted her to continue to live at the home, it makes sense that he intended only for his children to have pers- specific personal items he delineated that were kept at another home he owned in Napa. So all the stuff in this home, she's like, nah, he didn't say y'all could have that. She being petty. Yeah. Any other interpretation will leave William, Mrs. Williams home being stripped while Mrs. Williams still lives there. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. You have to buy some new shit.
2: Right. I mean, it I already... sucks.
1: But if the, if the children say, hey, we want basically every fucking thing in here, if that's uh, what he yeah, promised. because
2: this is our daddy and he promised us this and he was our daddy before you became his wife.
1: The children dispute that interpretation saying there were no specific limits on the location of those terms. The two sides also disagree over items put in storage, watches Williams own and his memorabilia. It's crazy, like they just want his shit. Like you die and then everyone just starts fighting over your
2: shit. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen this happen and I've seen I've seen uh, people get cheated out of homes, cheated out of cars, um I've seen uh family members get <clears throat> really, really sick and while they're being sick, uh people go and have them uh, change, like, uh, their will, and all kinds of shit, like, right before they died, and write people out, like, I've seen shit get really motherfucking, like, it's just heartbreaking, because it's like, they can't take the shit with them, and you don't make it any easier by showing your ass, it's like, oh, I'm gonna get a dollar bitch, I'm gonna show my ass, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't have that thing in me, that makes me want to fight over a dead person's shit like that. Like, maybe that's just me. Maybe, I don't know, maybe it might change if you die or something like that. But I don't have that in me that would cause me... Because I feel like I got my own shit. I don't need to fight over your shit.
1: Yeah, it just feels so, like, greedy for one. Um, And it also just completely crashed, you know? And like I said, I can't only... In my mind, I'm thinking if I'm married to somebody for three years and they have fucking grown ass adult children right. that they've written down in their will, I want them to have this shit. I would leave it totally up to the kids. Mm-hmm. Like, look, if, if y'all want to come get all this shit, it's yours. Like, he left me the house. Y'all not coming for the house? Cool. Y'all want to come in and strip it down?
2: Y'all can have everything else. Right? You know,
1: I think a lot of times what happens. these families have been beefing with each other like the new mom quote unquote the new wife has been beefing with these grown-ass kids and all this shit for years anyway Mm -hmm. and so it doesn't matter you know like this is just their final chance to get at each other so Mm -hmm. so stupid um did you know saying ow ow saying it out loud Mm -hmm. helps people cope with pain by interfering with brain messages Saying owl helps people to tolerate pain by disrupting messages being sent to the brain about the discomfort scientists have discovered. Published in the Journal of Pain, scientists from the National University of Singapore were looking to find out why we cry out when in pain.
2: Because the shit hurts.
1: A seemingly instinctive response that starts from birth. Yeah, because it's weird. Like, no no matter what language you speak, like that owl, that, ah, all that shit. That's all, you know. Across, Across all languages. Right. Previous research has suggested saying "ow" or ouch serves as a communication purpose to let others know that you have been hurt to prompt caring behavior as well as to indicate a potential danger. However, scientists have now found out it also helps to alleviate pain. They tested the purpose of vocalizing pain by asking people to plunge their hands into extremely cold water. Of the 56 participants, those who said owl could hold their hand in the ice water for up to three and a half minutes longer. On separate trials, they said "ow" heard uh heard a uh a, well several trials they say ow heard a recording of them saying ow or heard, heard a recording of another person saying ow and pressed a button or sat passively the authors wrote compared to sitting passively saying ow increased the duration of hand immersion I- immersion so they go stick your hand in this water for as long as you can if you don't say anything then uh did, did, you know, we'll time that. And if you say owl, we'll time that. People that say owl lasted longer. Mm. Finders also showed that the hearing a recording of your own owl on or, no, or another person's did not increase pain tolerance, suggesting vocalization does not only serve a communicative purpose. So it's for you. It's not like, so hearing another person's owl doesn't increase your pain tolerance or anything. Mm-mm. These results provide first evidence that vocalizing helps individuals cope with pain. Moreover, they suggest that motor, more than other processes, contribute to this effect. Um, Researchers researchers believe that the muscle movements involved in making the owl sound, it is similar in a number of other languages, may be involved in helping reduce pain. Shared among these is a sound during which the mouth simply opens, the tongue lays flat, and the lips remain unrounded. It is a simple sound that requires little articulatory rec- control, while maximizing volume output. As such, it may be used quite easily and effective when in pain. Man, that's, that's, I just thought that was interesting. I
2: think that is
1: like saying "ouch," you know.
2: I say because the shit hurt.
1: Yeah. Now Man, they that, didn't that ain't test beyond that point. They didn't test cussing because that's what I do when I get hurt. <laughs> right. Motherfucker! Gosh.
5: Oh shit!
1: Like that? Can I stick my hands in there for longer? If I do that, I feel like I—I I feel like I would beat the people that just say "ow."
2: And uh, what is it in between "gosh," "darn it," "do mm. <laughs> hickey," <dag> nabbit. <laughs> right. Uh,
1: Oregon strippers have lobbied for better work conditions. This is a trend Good. that's going around. Any tourist guide to Portland will tell you about the strip clubs. There are dozens of them. Some something for any taste or any neighborhood. Help to help to ubiquity by Oregon's for, fierce protection of free speech. Tired of watching well-meaning strangers impose their own visions for improving the plight of the dancer, some of Portland's seasoned strippers are working directly with state lawmakers and professional lobbyists. Well, nothing worse than a street seasoned stripper must be working the lunch shift. No, you don't get to be a you don't get to be a veteran stripper in the game much long for very long. Nobody's like coming to the stage, coming to the stage. Forty-seven-year-old Agnes,
0: Mm-mm.
1: get them no. titties out.
2: Don't work like that. Stick
1: your ones in them wrinkles, y'all. Let's go.
2: No.
1: Around the country, strippers have stepped up to fight. Uh, for, stepped up their fight for better work conditions. Some are suing. Others have filed complaints to state regulators. A handful have unionized, with the effort in Oregon to work directly with the legislator. With supports of with the support a lobbyist is unique. They gonna have a stripper lobby. They gonna win everything. I
2: hope oh, they do.
1: They probably can cut taxes. They play the Yeah, uh our lobbyists say meet us at uh Club Cheetah mm-hmm. and uh, we'll take care of you, if you know what I'm saying. Scratch right. my back, I'll jerk you off. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, we can lower them taxes, which y'all need. The hardest part about being a strap uh, <laughs> a stripper. The hardest part about being a stripper is battling the stigma that we are victims that need help from outsiders, said L Stranger, a stripper who's been active in the movement. It doesn't matter if you work in education, clergy or any kind of blue collar work. The people who do the work know what the work environment needs. Correct. Stranger has worked her entire 5-year career at the Lucky Devil Lounge. She ple- she's pleased with the management, she said. And is a concern she'll face retaliation for publicly speaking. But at but as the assistant editor of Exotic Magazine, a local publication for the sex industry, she's seen a plen- she's seen plenty of clubs. That's not that's not all as great as hers. Oh wait, they're not all as great as hers. So basically, she's an editor for a different magazine, which gives her access to, to interviewing other people, seeing other clubs, and uh, a lot of them suck. So they need a lobby to to try to.
2: Talk to these I, I, legislators. They do the working conditions. They don't talk about the owner. We've heard plenty of shit where they don't want to pay them overtime. They mm-hmm. want to act like they're outside <clears throat> contractors, but they don't want to pay them hourly wages. They cheat them out their pay.
1: They make them pay?
2: Right. right you making me pay to perform a service. I ain't on top of that. I got to tip the, 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 uh, bouncers. I have to tip the bartenders. I have to tip. Why is everybody else tipping, but nobody's tipping me? But I'm 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 the act. Everybody's paying to come see me perform. They ain't paying for these other motherfuckers. No.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. So it says some of the buildings are literally dilapidated and not maintained. I believe that. You have entertainers that can injure themselves from broken glass on the stage, poor wiring with the sound system. We just want to get these workplaces up to a minimum safety standard at least.
2: Oh them! No, oh, them owners gonna have a fucking fit.
1: So you think the owners gonna fight uh, right, safety? They don't, don't
2: want to pay for shit.
1: People do hate safety regulation, right?
2: Until somebody dies and they get sued. Yeah. But until then, fuck a regulation.
1: There may be a few bad apples, but most club owners take dancers' safety seriously and are appalled when strippers are mistreated, said Claudia DeCorsi, a club operator and the president of the Oregon chapter of the Association of Club Executives and Industry Association.
2: I agree because the thing is that like the strippers are your product. Mm-hmm. So you don't want them getting hurt. You don't want to get injured. You don't want them getting cut. You know, especially the, the higher quality uh, places don't allow you to touch them. Right. You know, you, certain places, you know, they can only wear the uh things that go over your are- areolas, you know, so it's one of these things where why would you want your product not to be its best because you want it to be presentable and sexy at all times. Right. And if they're getting hurt and injured and shit like that, and if anything else, I hope they come workman's comp. I mean, they need to be able to do it all.
1: Well, she's basically saying just safety, minimum safety standards. Minimal. They want to see strip clubs comply with mandatory health and safety standards, clean stages, right. structurally sound polls, adequate security. But that could be a tough sell in the legislature. More realistically, They plan to push for a mandate that clubs display a poster outlining dancers' rights with a hotline they can call to ask questions or or report abuses.
2: Right, cause, not, there are male strippers, but a lot of times they female strippers. These female strippers, uh, they have a higher probability of getting sexually assaulted by the owners and the people that work there. You know, getting harassed by Shit, we even had, whatchamacallit on, and she talking about a, a dude smacked her in the club.
1: Yeah, in the jailery.
2: Right, and nothing was done.
1: Yeah, they want, and the other thing is, um, they don't want the, the lines for the hotline to be staffed by like bureaucrats and law enforcement. They wanted to be strapped by, staffed by experienced, uh, strippers.
4: Smart.
1: You know, although I, I question that because they might tell you some shortcuts.
2: That's true. Yeah, they just, the
1: pole just fell and, uh, and I fell down and hurt myself. All right, honey, are you, are you okay? You, are you, I hurt my ankle a little bit. All right, now limp into the manager's office. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, give him a hand to Jay, and uh, he'll get you know, that fixed and,
2: right up. and, 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 and like this, I understand you want to talk to other strippers because they understand, but also it needs to be monitored and they need to be, they, the people who's talking need to be able to report and write reports to the police officers. Like you can't be like, that's the end all be on. No, this needs to go through a, a bureaucratic process. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um strippers generally work as independent contractors rather than employees. Then they pay a stage fee or a portion of their earnings to the management, bartenders, bouncers, DJs, and other support staff. The contractor status means clubs don't have to pay payroll taxes or provide health insurance. It also means that dancers can't be managed like employees. Many young women get into the business without much work experience and are exploited, some strippers say, not knowing their rights as independent contractors, dancers may not realize what the management Demands an illegal or in a, uh demand is illegal or inappropriate,
2: right? Because they don't know. Since since I'm not an employee, there's shit that you asking me to do that I might not legally. I can legally tell you no, but because I don't know my rights, I'll do the shit. Right, And they know you don't know no better because a lot of girls enter this at 18 years old, like fresh out of high school or fresh out of college or while they're in college. And, and they know that you're learning the systems and shit like that. So they know they can get over on a younger person versus if they get a, um, a strip of this more experience. she be like, nigga, I ain't doing that bullshit.
1: The group, which is met about once a month with anywhere from four to 30 dancers, was convened by the Oregon chapter of the National Association of Social Workers. Wanting to help people with no political representation, the group tasked two contract lobbyists with figuring out how they can contribute. Social workers have always fought for people who want to fight for themselves, said Delmar Stone, director of the Oregon and Idaho chapter. We're in solidarity with them in achieving human rights, basic protections, and not being exploited. Dancers warned the group not to require strippers to get licenses or make it hard for them to work as independent contractors, they like the anonymity and flexibility they have when they're truly treated as contractors. So it said, like, don't do, like, these other strip club uh, fights we've seen where they actually want a minimum wage and shit. Okay. They said, nah, they prefer to be contractors. Okay. As the dancers are saying this. So they're just like, we want minimum safety. We're not trying to get minimum wage.
2: Okay. Yeah, because they're completely different. But they're like, hey, you want minimum wage? Hey, we got paperwork needs to be done. Like, there's more to this shit than what you think it is.
1: Oregon's free speech protections, which are more robust, robust than the federal first amendment, severely limit the regulations that can be imposed. Rules that imply, that apply exclusively to strip clubs won't fly. So they'll have to be imposed on all live entertainment venues, bringing a whole host of fully clothed entertainers into the mix. That means the government can't say where clubs can go, how much clothing dancers must wear, or how close they're allowed to get to customers. Strip clubs can't be treated any differently than other places that fer- serve food or alcohol. Hmm. So, anyway, I just thought that was interesting.
2: Well, that's interesting. Yeah, okay. Cause, okay, so they're thinking like, look, we just want safety. That's uh-huh. all we want. We can keep all the other shit the same. We just don't want bitches breaking legs and flying off the poles. That's all we ask for. Stacey Dash
1: has apologized for her failed attempt at humor when she made the comments about um, rape the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll see if I can play it for you about people being naughty, girls are being naughty, and that's why they're getting raped. Oh wait, this is that one where the the audio only comes to the right channel. Let me see if I can you can find
2: another
1: one. Let me. Well, let me. I don't think I will be able to. Let me see something though. Yeah, it won't play in the chat room. Alright, let me think about this. It has to be another way. Let me see. Give me a second, everybody. I'll see if I can find a better clip. Stacey
2: Dash. Uh, is she apologizing, not really apologizing type of bullshit that everybody likes to do, but they call an apologize? Well,
1: she's trying to say I was making a joke. Mm-mm.
2: Um, I don't buy that.
1: Yeah, so her, her thing was like, nah, this is a... Uh, this is just a joke that ever, no one understood at the time. But you. But what?
2: I say nobody understood the joke, but her. Yeah,
1: nobody understood, but the person making the joke, which was me. Um, of course, I'm right. Everybody else is wrong. Um,
2: but the bad, bad. form a comedy and you're not a stand up comedian.
1: Yeah. Um. You know. It's and that. I mean. It's that thing where. I. I don't think she's very smart. Um. She's not. You know, and I think that's kind of her deal—is that she's just not very smart. She's just pretty. Yeah, let me see if this has a, never ages. See if this has a like clip. Like for in real. It. Here we go.
7: That asked their members to avoid parties at the
0: University of Virginia's fraternity houses. Here's Dasha's response in full. I just, I just you think it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I think the girls, I think it's a good thing for the good girls to, you know... Women? Women? They're over 18? Women. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Women. Not, you know, to be told, stay home. Be safe. The other bad girls, bad women, or <laughs> the ones who like to be naughty, might go out and play and get hurt. And then, you know, but the other thing about this is that it then blames the alcohol instead of the person. Mm-hmm. who overdrinks. So, you know, it's like the same thing with guns. Mm-hmm. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. Alcohol doesn't get you drunk. You get yourself drunk. Not only was her response... Com-
1: so... Is that her apology? Nope, that was her original okay. comments. Did it sound like a joke to you, though? No. I just wanted to play them in context. Um Ooh, goddamn joke. And it didn't sound like she was joking at all. Um, you know, the other thing, though, is... Did you mm-hmm. notice how they were, like, guiding her... Almost, no 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 it's girls no 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 it's women it's women not girls um right because
2: they know that you said the wrong thing you're gonna have issues anyway i don't think
1: that's it at all i think they think she's stupid and they know she needs help to get through to navigate that minefield and just point her in the right direction like no 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 stupid it's you know say women when you get ready to talk about why it's their fault they get raped you
2: get used to it
1: uh She says, after a failed attempt at humor about good girls and naughty girls during my recent appearance on Outnumbered, I transitioned to the very serious issue of men blaming alcohol for their vile behavior. Let me be clear. I am a victim of physical and sexual abuse. Well, okay. Once you throw that out there, you can say and do whatever you want.
2: No, you can't.
1: My point was that there is no excuse for a man taking advantage of women under any circumstances.
2: That's not what you said, though.
1: Yeah, that's definitely not. I believe you basically was like, if you want to go party, just understand that you could get raped. And right, because you, and you cause this, you're not a good you girl. This is trying to be bad. Yeah.
2: Right. You're not a good girl. You know, good good girls don't get raped.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that these universities forcing on focusing on alcohol consumption as a means to stop evil behavior takes the focus off the real issue of the objectification of women and how that can be prevented. I apologize to anyone who believed I was blaming the victims of these horrible acts
2: and you was and i'm tired and the thing is i'm trying to be funny i'm tired of people saying fucked up shit and then coming out and be like oh i'm a victim i don't give a fuck you were still wrong you were still wrong with your comments you were being insensitive to yourself and to other people
1: yeah and i think a lot of times they internalize their victimization as being their fault anyway and that's one of the main ways that this stuff is propagated is through people who have been victims of, of stuff i think it gets washed under the table but I think a lot of people internalize that these things are their fault. Mm -hmm. Like, well, it was my fault I got raped. I shouldn't have been out there at the party with all these people. Like, you know, I shouldn't have been drinking. So, yeah, it's on me. And I think a lot of times that doesn't preclude them from being the main people that keep, uh, you know, that keep insisting that this myth is real, which is that, hey, if you're a bad girl, you're going to get raped, okay? What's a bad girl? A girl who likes to party. You know, yeah, a girl awesome. who, who goes, doesn't, who leaves the house.
2: Yes, yeah, slutty girls. Yeah, a girl, girls, girl who girls, who dress,
1: sex. girls who dress, girls who dress in a way that someone might want to have sex with them. Yep. There you go. It's your fault.
2: Right. And then and, and just like all this other stuff, it's just one of those things where, uh, this in other instance where people are abused. A lot of times people who have been victims are the, um, worst critics of other victims. Mm
5: hmm.
2: They don't, you know, because like you say, looking at you reminds them of their situation. So because they haven't dealt with their situation, they'll take their, their, their anger and frustration back out on you.
1: Yeah. Um, Tom Tillis is uh, speaking. Uh, he's a congressman who says uh, maybe less restaurants should be able to opt out of hand washing not the toilet use to reduce regulatory burden.
8: I want to thank uh, all of you for joining
4: us. I think you've certainly got a sense that uh, we have a new senator uh, in this town who is both eloquent and substantive. Uh, usually you can get one or the other, but it's wonderful when you have them in a single package. Can That's I eloquent. share one little uh, – I'm going to
8: share this. This is uh, Just to give you an idea, though, where, I, where my bias is when it comes to regulatory reform. This dates back to – Uh, I was uh, in the minority still, so I was uh, the the minority whip. This would have been around 2010. And I was having a a discussion, because I I really do believe that you can get regulations to a point where you, you preserve the environment, you keep the workplace safe, you can do all that. We want to. There's no Republican here. I hope that there's no Republican or Democrat here who has run for office so that they could destroy the environment or make sure their children can't drink clear water. It doesn't make sense. So it's a matter of the means, not the ends. But I was having this discussion with uh, with someone and we were at a Starbucks in my district and uh, we were talking about certain regulations where I felt like maybe you should allow businesses to opt out if, if let an industry or business opt out as long as they indicate through proper disclosure through advertising through employment literature whatever else there's this there's this level of regulations that that maybe Maybe they're on the books, but maybe you can make a market-based decision as to whether or not they should apply to you. And she said, you know, I, I can't believe that. She said, opting out. And at that time, we were sitting back uh, at a table that was near the, uh, the restrooms, and one of the employees just came out. She said, for example don't you believe that this regulation that requires this uh, gentleman to wash his hands before he serves your food is important, should be on the books? As a matter of fact, I think it's, it's one that I can illustrate the point. I said, I don't have any problem with Starbucks if they choose to opt out of this policy as long as they post a sign that says, we don't require our employees to wash their hands after leaving <laughs> the restaurant, The market will take care of that. And so, I mean, that, it's, it's one example, but, but then let them decide Uh, Now, that's probably one where every business that did that would go out of business. But I think it's good to illustrate the point um, that that that's the sort of mentality that we need to have to reduce the regulatory burden on this country. We're one of the most regulated nations in the history of the planet. And I think if we go about it in a common sense way, that that solves a lot of problems that make these other big problems that we're talking about imminently more (laughs) easy to solve. So, well,
4: thank you. Well, I'm not sure I'm going to shake your hand. I do want to uh, express our appreciation to Senator Tillis for joining us today.
1: Thank you. What you talking about, Tillis? <laughs> um, here's the thing about that. Because they always use this, like, the market will correct everything mentality. The other th- problem with shit like this is that, you know, because he's making the analogy of washing hands. But you notice how you threw out there. As long as they put a sign that says we don't wash our hands. Yeah, that's the thing. Companies aren't going to do that part. Right. Same way that they don't tell you that there's fucking rice in your fucking um vitamins. Mm-mm. They're not going to tell you that. You have that...
2: To force them to do shit.
1: Yeah, they're just not going to tell you this shit. So, you know, it's really funny to hear these these people make these excuses and shit. But it's like. The the free market doesn't solve everything. and It's not the solution to everything.
2: No, and, the, and not the...
1: safety regulations, not things like I don't want E. coli in my fucking food. Right. You know, like because the other part of this that you know is a cute fucking story. So when people start getting sick or dying from uh, E. coli bro- outbreaks and shit, shit. salmonella poisoning, because there's real consequences to this shit. It's mm-hmm. not just well the market will figure it out. The government does need to step in and they do need to regulate certain things for the safety of the fucking public.
2: Because we're, we're a generation where we didn't have to deal with shit prior to regulations, you know, because prior to regulations, you could work employees hours on end and not pay them overtime. You could have them in poor working conditions. And this right. is the purpose of the unions and the five day work week and all this shit, you know before the government stepped in it was like hey motherfuckers y'all killing people people dropping dead people not being able to spend time with their families because you as a corporation really don't give a fuck about people you've had whole industries and like buildings burn the fuck down with hundreds of people in them because they didn't have regulations that say you goddamn couldn't block the doors and have proper exits to let employees know that this is the motherfucking way out of your building you know like it's a purpose for this but because we're in that place where we quote unquote feel safe and we feel like these Standards will not decline. That's the problem. We, we, we're giving companies benefits of the doubt. The companies don't give a motherfucking fuck about nobody. They're about profits. That's all they're in for profits. They don't care about anything else. And yes, they are about slashing and cutting rules and regulations because that means less money for your ass and more money in their pockets. They don't care anything about you. So you have to force them. To do what they're supposed to do because if not, they could, fu- they could give a fuck about the people consuming and eating their shit. They don't care if you die from their shit. They don't give a goddamn about it. Well,
1: not just that, but when you talk about the market solving everything, that's who has the most money gets the most service. Right. So we're talking about a place like Starbucks. I don't need the market determining like, well, if you go to Starbucks over here off, off of, uh, West Boulevard, then they don't have safety standards cause fuck it. You know what I mean? Like safety standards is for the people with more money in the more exclusive parts of the city. Like, yeah, I, I just find, I find the idea to be repulsive but you say it in a cute little anecdote like that and everybody's supposed to go oh yeah i guess it is stupid people would just do that stuff naturally you know it's the same idea that libertarians have about racism where they're like we don't need to tell people that 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 they have to serve everybody in the general public because you know if they stop serving black people they'll go out of business like no they won't no they won't black people make up 13 percent of the population you know, uh, sometimes you do have to come in and say, hey, you don't get to just be a business in our town and uh, benefit from our tax dollars and all this shit and uh, not serve gay people. Like, you just don't get to do that. Mm-mm. So, you know, you, you got to fuck. Like, at some point, it can't just be about the market. Like I said, it's like that boycott culture shit. People always go, well, we shut down Chick-fil-A. We shut down. Sorority sisters or whatever the fuck. And it's like, it yeah, mean
2: you're right. those
1: are causes that you might agree with. But here's the thing. There's also people that shut down, um, that reality show about being Muslim in America. Mm-hmm. There's also people that, you know, are going to shut down, um, you know, things that we think are good or even worse, spend money and keep shit going like Duck Dynasty. Right. Paula Deen, you know, like, is we need the government has to be the moderator in a lot of these moral debates because, uh, unfortunately, if you leave it up to people, people are evil and ain't shit.
2: Right. And, and he joking about washing hands. Do you? Um, I think your mama has, has told me because, you know, she's um in the medical field and she was telling me that uh years ago, doctors didn't wash their hands before, prior to doing operations. Right. And she was saying that people were dying left and right. And she said that the one person that was like, hey, y'all, if we wash our hands. We could cut back on people dying. They ragged and ridiculed the person so bad that the person ended up killing themselves. And now it's the motherfucking standard that you wash and sanitize your hands prior to an operation. So if you have to wash your hands before you cut me open, don't you think you need to wash your hands before you touch my motherfucking food?
1: Right. The Supreme Court has declined to overturn a lower court's ruling that an insurance company was within bounds when it fired a breastfeeding mother. The woman's suit was dismissed by the Eighth Circuit Court on the grounds that firing a woman for breastfeeding isn't sexist because men can lactate too.
2: Get the fuck out of
1: here. You know, sometimes you walk in the breastfeeding room and men are Got their titties in the in the baby's mouth. Come on,
2: Karen. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. I want to see your ovaries and fallopian tube. Mm-hmm. I want to see an eight pound baby come out your penis. Then we can motherfucking talk. Until then, I get don't the fuck see out that. of here.
1: The ACLU. I don't want to see
2: it either. But yeah. but that's a ridiculous statement. Just just because you can uh produce milk, don't mean that milk is for a baby.
1: The ACLU's uh Gail Galen Sherwin wrote Monday that former nationwide insurance company. Uh, employee Angela Ames sued her uh, employer when she returned from maternity leave to find that no allowances have been made to enable her to pump breast milk for her baby during the day.
2: And this is a big, big problem um, because we are one of the only industrialized countries that does not have a mandate for uh... you have a child you get to be at home in some countries you get up to two years of maternity leave in some countries not only the mother the father gets mandatory maternity leave um... and because six to eight weeks and, th- and this is if your company pays for it six to eight weeks is not long enough for you to your body needs to recover you're trying to bond with your child you, you still your breast still lactating you know you have to go through a lot and most jobs especially if you work in any type of food industry a lot of the women work up until the goddamn day they have their child, have their baby, and back at work within 24 to 48 hours because they need the motherfucking work. We don't care about women in this country. I was like, Nationwide is not
1: on your side.
2: No, they're not.
1: No breast milk, get back to work. <laughs> um, the ACLU's Galen Sherman wrote Monday that former Nationwide. Oh, wait, so. When Ames asked her supervisor for accommodations that would enable her to ex- express milk and store for her child, the supervisor reportedly responded that Ames should go home and be with your babies instead.
2: But she wants a job. Did I- he add
1: sugar or sweetheart at or, the end of that? Or honey? Yeah.
2: Or that's what the fuck you get for getting pregnant? This is a man's world. Right.
1: That supervisor went on to dictate a letter of resignation to Ames that day, effectively forcing her to resign. <gasps> Last month, the U.S. Supreme Court sided with Nationwide and the Eighth Circuit uh, Court denying Ames petition for a review of her case's dismissal. The, trial's court decision, uh, the trial court's decision, which Circuit Court upheld, said that a, for Nationwide firing of Ames for taking time to express milk at work could not have been sexist because under certain circumstances, some men can lactate too. Hashtag not all men. The court's reasoning in this case echoes old Supreme Court pronouncements that discriminating against pregnant women at work isn't sex discrimination because both men and women can be non-pregnant, Sherman wrote.
2: Can they both be pregnant?
1: No, but they can both be non-pregnant. No,
2: can they both be pregnant? That's my question. No? Okay, well, then it's a fucking difference.
1: Congress long long ago rejected this ridiculous reasoning when it passed the Pregnancy Discrimination Act. It's disheartening to see it resurface again, Sherman wrote. The court also found that the dismissive statement that Ames should go home and be with her babies was, in fact, gender neutral and not directed at Ames because she was a new mother. Come on, man. Are you serious? That's obviously why they said it. Uh, it oh, well, they would have said it to anybody. Come on. Get the fuck out. Uh, why, are, why are these <laughs>
2: men coming in with babies strapped on them breastfeeding in the back?
1: Right. Right. As the ACLU and 11 other organizations argued in a brief supporting uh, Angela's appeal, that comment reflects exactly the type of sex stereotype that women will be less committed to their work after having children or that they belong at home, taking care of the children that the federal law prohibiting sex discrimination in employment was aimed at eradicating. Additionally, the circumstances around the case indicate that Ains was pressured into agreeing to sign the letter of resignation when she was upset and in pain. It was her first day back from maternity leave. And Nationwide denied her access to the company's lactation room for new mothers because they said they needed three days to process her paperwork, a requirement no one had seen fit to tell Ames about until the day she returned to work. Because the shit don't motherfucking exist. They get a- And she could have used that time to prepare, you know, like, okay, let me store up some milk for my baby for three days since I won't be able to go to the lactation room.
2: It it would not surprise me if this shit didn't exist, and it would not surprise me if this shit ain't in nobody's motherfucking handbook. That companies make shit up when shit pops up that they weren't prepared for.
1: A company nurse reportedly informed Ains that she could use a common area typically used by sick employees if she had to lactate that badly.
2: So, but it's hey, not the go st- to
1: the measles room where and- men
2: and women and everybody can watch you breastfeed with your titties out. All right. Yeah.
1: The sick room, however, did not have a locking door, and someone was occupying the room when Ains attempted to enter. As Ains waited for the room to be clear, her breasts painfully swollen and beginning to leak, her supervisor came to her desk and informed her that she would be responsible for all the work that she had missed during her leave time. All of it must be completed, said the supervisor, within the next two weeks, meaning a considerable amount of overtime if Ains did not want to face disciplinary action.
2: Yeah. they sound like they
1: were trying to get rid of her.
2: Correct.
1: Uh, Sherman wrote, she finally returned in increasing panic and pain from the pressure of her breast. So her department had to see her, to, to see her department had to see if there was anything she could do to help her find a place to pump. That's when the department had made the just go home to be with your babies' comment and dictated her letter of uh, resignation.
2: They just didn't want to be bothered.
1: Mm-hmm. Ames case says Sherman shines a harsh light on the multi-layer workings of structural discrimination workplace policies that don't make space for the realities of pregnancy and motherhood, employers entrench sex stereotypes and implicit bias in courts that, despite decades-old legal protections, still manage to turn a blind eye to the pervasive discrimin- discrimination faced even uh, every day by working women.
2: Right, but l- let the market fix itself.
1: Mm, right. right. Yeah, the market will fix this. You can't even fix this with protections. You gotta go to court and...
2: And well, sue nice. multiple times and probably get shot down because I can guarantee you a lot, a lot, not all, but a lot of these people that she's putting to all male. Yeah. So they could give a fuck Even
1: if it was a woman. It might, right, that's might what I said. A, it
2: might be a woman that, like,
1: sacrificed, didn't have kids, right. or worked at a different company. Or I mean, had
2: kids and felt like the if the she fact made that, it, you can too.
1: By the way, is there anything more insurance company-like than... Oh, well, we have a lactation room, but it takes three days to file your paperwork. So, until that time.
2: That's why I said it's some bullshit. Because yeah. if you got a lactation room and you know that somebody's gone and you, believe you me, she told you the day she was returning, right? Right. Okay. You have ample enough time to accommodate her and make this room prepared for her. Or say, hey, I know this is your first day, because you know they could have they could have killed you. by, hey, I know this is your first day back. Uh, We 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 got behind. We thought we was gonna be ready for you, but we wasn't. I mean, excuse me. If anything else had a place designated for her, and not only that, most companies honestly don't have lactation rooms. They don't. (laughs) I'm I'm amazed. Most companies do not have a designated place for it. And Pete and women get mad. They get angry. They won't lock you up in the office room. They won't lock you up in the conference room. Right. You know, and this place is not adequate. And on top of that, after, after you've uh had a child, you're susceptible to sickness. Like, because, you're, you know, your body is still open, even though you've been at home. You, you, you still are open to sickness. And you get sick. Your breast milk, you give it to your child. Make your child sick. And, and I'm just amazed how people just give no fucks about all this and and i think the the thing that really upsets me is that men collectate too. Like that's the most upsetting piece of shit because they can't be pregnant, can they? Well I, then it's not the same.
1: I agree. Put those titties back up now. <laughs> Mawr College, sorry for saying We
2: sending- don't care about your ovaries.
1: Brian Bryn Mawr College sorry for sending fitness email to the overweight a small suburban Philadelphia College apologized Friday after a stirred controversy with an email adver- advertising a fitness program to overweight students Bryn Mawr College a school with fewer than 2,000 students including an undergraduate population of only females oh man <laughs> ah could you make that worse Oh man. Um so yeah, um <laughs> like did it did the email title? Yes, you do look fat in them jeans. Like uh,
2: <laughs> Yes, you do need to turn down those desserts. Right. Uh
1: including the undergraduate population only female sent an email to students recently offering the program for students with an elevated body mass index. In- entry into the program was contingent On the student having an elevated BMI, spokesman Matt Gray said, the email drew criticism on social media from students and others who called it unethical and an invasion of privacy. The program, designed to offer students counseling, nutrition advice, and a fitness plan, had been offered by the college twice previously without any complaints. On Friday, College Health Center Director Dr. Kay Kerr sent a campus-wide email apologizing to students upset by some of the communications that were used to invite students to take part of the program. I wonder if they like knew everybody's weight and shit or if they just was like send it to everybody or if they only targeted people that was like, yo fat ass needs this.
2: If that's the case, that's a problem. Cause if you, if you need to either send it to everybody or send it to nobody.
1: On behalf of everyone involved with this program, I sincerely apologize to anyone who has been upset or offended by our communications. And I want to reassure the community that we will rethink our approaches and our assumptions moving forward. The students health information came from the health center so they did only target certain people but grace said he didn't know it was collected the american heart association says bmi uses a screening tool to identify whether an adult is at a healthy weight
2: oh so y'all oh, see, that's not fair not right because just and but, but people federalize realize just because your bmi reads a certain thing thing it don't mean you ain't got health problems like, right. you could be skinny and still have a heart attack, have high blood pressure, have high cholesterol, and all other problems that overweight people have. Just because you quote-unquote fit within the weight range, it doesn't mean you're healthy.
1: Yeah, all I know is, that's funny.
2: Right, they can they fuck around to get sued over there, you can't do that.
1: Survey, one in four Americans thinks God decides who wins the Super Bowl game. I don't think he cares. Here's what's funny to me, right? Everybody laughs at these people. The question was, God plays a role in determining which team wins a sporting event. Uh, basically, whether you agree, mostly agree, mostly disagree, completely disagree, don't know. In 2015, 26 people, 26% of people completely agree or mostly agree. Uh, and it's, you know, that's a, a lot. 51% completely disagree, 3% don't know. Or refuse to vote. Um, 20% mostly disagree. So most people disagree. Or don't know. Or refuse to vote.
2: I think he got other more important present matters to handle.
1: Can we be so sure?
2: I hope he does. Maybe hope, God I hope, does. I hope Super Bowl ain't his top priority.
1: Maybe God thinks Russell Wilson is a nigger. And doesn't deserve to win another Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what I think. I think I think he looked down in there and he said, "Let's give one to the pure Aryan white man."
2: Not this year, Ducky.
1: Uh, yeah. Get your black ass. Y'all was getting a little too uppity. Marshawn Lynch wasn't giving me no props, mm-hmm. so he had to go.
2: I'd let you know you won't overcome this one.
1: Mm-hmm. And sometimes you gotta do that. You know, I'm not mad at him at all. So. <laughs> do what you gotta do, God. That's the only way I can think that. Pete Carroll wouldn't run the fucking ball from one yard. That's the only thing that makes sense. Guy came down and said, nope, can't do that. Sorry. Uh, Selma star David Oyelowo uh, said the academy is, uh, he accused them of favoring subservient black roles uh, when it comes to voting.
2: I wanted to hear what he had to say, didn't you?
1: Yeah, somebody was like, wouldn't you rather hear what he had to say? And I was like, I want to hear what he got to say and Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't think Benedict speaking up precludes him uh, from saying anything. And so he proved it by going and talking. What is
6: it like to be the subject of Oscar snub outrage? Are, are, you, are you like, yeah, people get angry that I wasn't on it? Or are you, do you want to tell people, it's okay,
9: I'm going to be all right? Um, I say to people, calm down, it's fine. Be angry, be angry. <laughs> it's okay, tell them there are a bunch of... Um. <laughs> no, look, historically, and this is truly my feeling. I felt this before this situation we're talking about and I feel it now. Generally speaking, we as black people have been celebrated more for when we are subservient, when we are not being leaders or kings or being in the center of our own narrative, driving it forward. Um, To me, Denzel Washington should have won for playing Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. Um, To me. To me, if, if I ask you, all of you here, what film do you think Sidney Poitier won his Academy Award for? See, In the Heat of the Night. He wasn't even nominated for In the Heat of the Night. He won for Lilies of the Field. Um, So, you know, this this bears out what what, what I'm saying, which is that we've just got to come to the point whereby um, there isn't a self-fulfilling prophecy, a notion of who black people are that feeds into what we are celebrated as you know, not just in, in, in the academy, just in, in life generally. We, we have been slaves. We have been domestic servants. We have been criminals. We have been all of those things. But we've been leaders. We've been kings. We've been those who change the world. And um, those films where that is the case are so hard to get made. People have often said to me, why has it taken so long? I mean, he was assassinated almost 50 years ago. There has been no film where, uh, where Dr. King has been the center of his own narrative up until now. That's because up until 12 Years a Slave and The Butler that did so well, um, both critically and at the box office, films like this were told through the eyes of white protagonists because there is a fear of white guilt. So you have a very nice white person who holds black people's hands through their own narrative. And then also you don't want black people to be, you know, we don't wanna see that pain again. So you don't really go into what that pain was in an authentic way. Um, both of those things are patronizing to the audience. You can't have people curating culture in this way when we need to see these things in order to move forward from them. And so, like I say, you know, 12 Years a Slave and the Butler changed the narrative there. I know for a fact that Selma got greenlit after both of those films made almost $200 million each. I know that because Paramount said to us, well, that means that Selma will probably make around $98 million. So let's make it. Um, so, um, but bless them for doing it. I love you, Paramount. I love you, I love you. Um, but... Uh, but that's just the truth of the matter, is is that up until now, it's, it's been so hard to get these films made, but now they're doing well internationally and critically and otherwise. Absolutely.
1: Damn.
2: Kudos. To
1: that you was bad. hot fire. Good God.
2: And it couldn't have been um, explained any better.
1: Like, seriously, just send that. Next time people say Selma didn't get snubbed, or just send them that. Good grief! But that's nothing but the truth. Mm. I love it. Oh man! I wanted to hear
2: what he had to say. I,
1: yeah, like I love it, man. That's like I'm actually really glad that um the Cumberbatch up. thing happened and that he spoke up because you know it it brought it to the forefront and it's like he just threw the alley and David Oyelowo uh. Took that motherfucking thing and windmilled it.
2: Yeah, I hadn't seen some of you. You gonna fuck around and maybe go watch the movie?
1: Yeah, I love it, man. Oh, man. Hot fire. The boy can speak. Yes, he can. I don't know if he was channeling MLK or what. He killed that. Uh, Mike Huckabee has a bunch of awful analogies about homosexuality. Let's go through some. (laughs) Explaining how he could have possibly had... wait. On Sunday, uh, Mike Huckabee appeared on CNN State of the Union to offer a number of regrettable analogies about homosexuality, comparing it vi- variously to drinking, classical music, and bacon wrapped shrimp. Oh,
2: bacon wrapped shrimp is delicious now. How
1: he, Explaining how he could possibly have gay friends, Huckabee told host Dana Bush, people can be my friends who have lifestyles that are not necessarily my lifestyle, before veering off into the kind of a folksy anti-gay poetry. Uh, He says, I don't put, I don't shut people out of my circle or out of my life because they have different point of view. I don't drink alcohol, but gosh, a lot of my friends, maybe most of them do. You know, I don't use profanity, but believe me, I've got a lot of friends who do. Some people really like classical music and ballet and opera. It's not my cup of tea. No care. So sucking dick is just not his cup of tea. It's just something that he doesn't feel like doing.
2: Okay, but just in between that, you passing rules and regulations against that. Di- okay.
1: Later, the former Arkansas governor offers similarly awful similes about the his inability to accept same sex marriage as a Christian. It's like saying someone who's Jewish it's like asking someone who's Jewish to start serving bacon-wrapped shrimp in their deli. We don't want to do that. I mean, we're not going to do that. Or like asking a Muslim to serve up something that is offensive to him or to have dogs in his backyard. It's so okay, people. You guys are like uh, shrimp to a kosher person or um, dogs in the backyard of straight people, and you guys got to stop. Okay, no, nope, being gay, My, uh, Mike Huckabee's fed up with it.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, his comments were poorly received, with most media outlets using some variations of CNN's. Huckabee compares being gay to drinking and swearing. Of course, Huckabee's dumb point about the gay lifestyle was stri- slightly different from, while well, no less insulting than, what the headlines suggests. But it was understandably tough to parse all the stuff that about drunk opera fans and Muslim dogs. Yeah, um, well, you know, Mike Fuckerby. I always got something quick to say. Always. Surprised he didn't say anything about how um it was Beyonce, um, fault. Mm-hmm. So he gets the most sales
2: his book.
1: Yeah. Um. So you know. Um. Did we did we talk about how Bruce Jenner is transitioning? Oh yeah, we did. We talked about it with John. Yeah. Talk about right.
2: how he's transitioning. Yeah, did, didn't he do an interview and come out and say he was transitioning?
1: I don't know if he did an interview, but he's going to do one with Barbara Walters. She okay. is she scored the exclusive interview. But uh yeah, I was just thinking about how uh Chris Jenner apparently is not is not is upset with him coming out.
4: Why?
1: I don't know, man. they not it's,
2: married no more, they ain't not married no more, right?
1: Right but it's just so like she just want to control his life that much. Yeah. I just think people feel like a ownership about this shit. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't be able to come out. Chris Jenner reportedly upset upon hearing of his transformation. Bruce Jenner's family is now regularly leaking out stories that have been obvious to all for quite some time that the Jenner patriarch is becoming a woman. The latest leak is to people quoting a family source that Bruce is making the change. As we reported more than a year ago, Bruce underwent an operation called Laryngeal Shave to smooth out his Adam's apple. And at the time, our sources were clear. It was, as one put it, one of the first steps. We spoke to Bruce at the time, and he said he was absolutely not transitioning, but the denial was part of his plan to make the change gradually, which he has done over the last year. To the point, it simply became obvious, and an announcement became almost irrelevant. But his decision to transition has been firmly made months before. Our sources say Bruce is now far along in the process, has undergone various procedures of psychological counseling, and is ready to show his journey to the world. Our sources say it's so far along that his docu-series will air early as May.
2: Ooh, okay, so the, okay, so this was something he's been doing. Long. And you know what? She Because she bought that money, wouldn't surprise me. And she's upset because she knows she's not going to get no money from
1: that. I don't know. People is reporting his family is supportive, but not all family members are on board 100%. Well, this could also be television drama that they're trying to set up. Right. As we told you, the family filmed Bruce's formal announcement, uh, to them last month. And during the conversation, Chris freaked out. The other kids, the boys and the girls have been more supportive, especially the older ones. A leader in the transgender community tells TMZ they've known for way more than a year Bruce was doing this and some felt he should have announced it. When he had the laryngeal shave. But we're told Bruce decided a gradual transition. Followed by a revelation would be better for him and his family. And we're told part of the plan to reveal the decision. Is for various family members to start speaking out. What Kim said this week about Bruce's journey. Was no slip of the tongue. But I mean I can understand. You know it's your husband. So maybe that's why you're having issues with it. I mean that's a lot to uh, to consume at once but you know it's just funny man people flipped out on that dude and make jokes about him but then they went around like i'm you know i still you know i'm I, I, i'm fair to people of different sexual orientations like
2: yeah
1: people can read yeah, yes they can single people can read snoop dogg is keeping the focus on youth football before super bowl Super Bowl weekend is just about championship game for Snoop Dogg. It's also reminded about the next generation of NFL greats need to develop. The rapper has, for years, sponsored the youth football league and has now seen several players turn pro. Running back Ronnie Hillman, who was in dogs in the dog in dogs league growing up, <laughs> they really call him Dog like as his last name.
2: I'd rather do that than Lion.
1: Yeah, was part of the last year's Denver Broncos team that made it to the Super Bowl. The Broncos lost, but Dog said it may only be a couple of years before one of his boys becomes a Super Bowl champion. They're coming out left and right, dog said Friday before performing at the DirecTV Super Fan Fest. We did a great job as far as establishing this football league years ago. Dog is hosting his youth event, Snooper Bowl 2015, at a Phoenix area high school on Saturday. He said the event is about giving the players hopes and aspirations to make it on and off the field, the rapper said. Dog got his career started at Knight's Death Row Records label. He was mum on the arrest of the former rap mogul on suspicion of killing a man and caught him by running him over with his truck. He dropped his head and stayed silent. He said, I had to get Marshawn Lynch on you, referencing the Seattle Seahawks running back who answers reporters' questions with silence or the same answer over and over again.
2: Yeah, people say, Nope, I'm staying away from all of that.
1: Uh, Here's the thing about this. Um, I don't know if people remember. Snoop Dogg was just calling a woman a cunt two months ago. Yes, this he is was. amazing. This is, he is amazing.
2: Yeah, I have no you know idea what? how he does it. You know what? He is one of the few black people that literally has white privilege. If that makes sense, he, it's
4: amazing because Sports shit center. just
2: bounces off of him. He'll he has be a on di- good morning America tomorrow.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: He was charged with almost went to jail for for a a murder. murder not too long a few years ago. Made a song about it.
1: Right. Yeah, here's what's crazy to me. He was calling Iggy Azalea. A cunt. He now has a documentary featuring him and his son mm-hmm. on ESPN.
2: Like, I The shit don't matter. I mean, wow. His privilege is mwah. Denzel
1: Washington wants to join the cast of Empire. I say yes. I'm kind of shocked. Uh the new hit show Empire on Fox is pulling in amazing in amazing ratings and getting a lot of attention. And although he hasn't done TV acting in years, 30, in 30 years, Lee Daniels wants to try and recruit Denzel Washington to appear on the show. Denzel hasn't done television in 30 years, but he saw the palette and said, I've got to be a part of this, said Daniels. Yeah, I trusted more coming from Denzel's mouth than <laughs> yours. That's the truth. Denzel won't be the only superstar to make a guest appearance. They've also had Cuba Gooden Jr. I've seen him last week. Um, Naomi Campbell, who I've seen, but they're also planning on having Lily Kravitz. Mariah Carey, Snoop Dogg, of course, Raven Simone, Patti LaBelle, Courtney Love, and Foxy Brown.
2: they bring out all the black stars, ain't they?
1: Yeah, um, but Denzel, Denzel, please don't.
2: Just say, <laughs> please don't.
1: Don't do this, man. And
2: who knows how true it is? Cause it's not coming like from him and his camp. I'm not trying to be funny, so who knows how true it Maybe is? Maybe he he's just mad at Hollywood and he's like, you know what? Fuck
1: y'all. I'm gonna show y'all black right. power. Maybe all right, do it, Denzel. Fuck it. I changed my mind. Do it.
2: What I mean, what fuck, the we got to lose? They, yeah,
1: Sony don't even wanna put your movies out internationally. Go do it. Fuck them.
2: Right. Make your money with Empire. Fuck, yeah. fuck you know what? Fuck around and uh whatchamacallit die, he end up taking over the Empire.
1: Mhm. Yeah, maybe that's what it
2: is. Maybe That wouldn't surprise me. That would be that would actually be a a cool twist. I think you know his his whole thing is like, he gonna be dying soon. so nigga die. Mm-hmm. Let them fight it out and you know, he take over. No, think his wife, his wife, cook it. Think she's gonna come in there and sneak her way into the back door because they don't lock shit. And Denzel's gonna be sitting in there with his arms crossed. Mm, bitch, I own the shit now. Yeah, this is that would be. I'll good. be there for all of it. I don't even watch the show, y'all, but I'll be there for all of it. Yeah, you want not to watch the
1: show? Yeah, how, how you gonna? I don't know. It just sounds wonderful. How you gonna be there for anything? Wonderful
2: ratchetness. I,
1: you never there for any of it. Nope. I just watch everybody else's tweets. The school cancels a homophobic bullying workshop because both sides of the argument should be represented. Got to hear both sides, everybody. Got to hear both sides of the homophobia. (laughs) (laughs) What? Both sides. See the key is guys, we got to treat each other. Like we are all one. We need equality and tolerance for other people's lifestyles. Uh, Okay. I like to resent the other side of this all right go ahead go ahead y'all some faggots okay all you motherfucking homos uh sir can you please calm down no no i gotta give my side my side is pause pause on <laughs> that first of all no homo uh my side is all y'all going to hell like yeah that's right we gotta get the other side to tolerance intolerance Uh, A school canceled a workshop on homophobic bullying because the Board of Management allegedly determined that both sides of the argument should be represented.
2: Who? People are
1: dumb. Why? The free workshop, which was to be held at Colleost Eon in Stillogan, Ireland, okay, is designed to encourage students not to discriminate against LGBT people or students.
2: Okay. The, The whole point is not to discriminate, but you're going to say... Hey, people that discriminate, come on over here and discriminate,
1: right? But, but 30 minutes before the event was due to start, volunteer organization shout out, which holds the workshops was told it would not go ahead. An unidentified source told them that the school's board of management had decided both sides of the argument should be represented. We've been in all kinds of schools, church run, non denominational mix, same sex, got shout outs, uh, School coordinator Declan Mian told Breaking News, We've never had anything like this before. Students have reportedly begun protesting the decision to cancel the workshop. Right. On a Facebook group page, both Kolias Eon and his sister school, Kolias Esau Gain, uh, students stressed their protest was against the decision to cancel the workshop, not the school itself. Every guy against homophobia wear a raincoat crest, a rainbow crest tomorrow, wrote one. Bringing in a gay flat, gay pride flat tomorrow. Uh, I guess it meant flag. flag. Smiley mm-hmm. face, another added. Mia said, my concern now is that I don't want to discourage any schools from getting involved. I just want to let people know that this can still happen, that parents and teachers can object to these things. The school didn't comment.
2: I have a question. Yeah. Was the school board going to supply the other people? Like, I don't understand. Right.
1: Like, what was the other? How do you find the other? Right? It's like Jerry Springer back in the day was like, um, uh, I want to talk about, um, you know, how much I hate, gay people. I hate homosexuals, queers, faggots, lesbos, dykes, trannies, and you're like, yeah. All right, uh, well, uh, coming up next, we have uh, some lesbians, some g- homosexuals, some uh some transsexuals like like and then they bring them out and they fight like that's right. what this is gonna turn into right
2: a big ass fight yeah jerry jerry, jerry jerry you know
1: ah idiots fucking idiots right
2: man. and it i it
1: gotta hear both sides can it
2: wouldn't surprise me if it's somebody that didn't want them to have this and this was their way of getting it not to go without them coming and say we don't want this here like other than that this doesn't make any sense
1: the bride who married herself responds to critics. I'm not bitter. I'm not crazy. Well, there you go. That was quick.
2: Really quick, wasn't
1: it? Earlier this week, uh, Yasmin Ellaby, the Houston woman who married herself during a wedding ceremony uh, to celebrate her fourth birthday, um, uh, you know, she got married to herself. After learning of the celebration, Minnie slammed the bride right now off as crazy and desperate in response to the criticism, Ella B sat down with the root and discussed her true intentions for the ceremony. It has been, it has been blown way out of proportion, she said. From the few comments that I've read, they're, fr- they're trying to paint me as crazy or bitter about not having a husband. And that is so not the case. I'm not bitter. I'm not crazy. I'm just a fun, loving, unique individual. And I just wanted to s- do something special and different. Uh, as for the claims that her ceremony was an extreme act of desperation, she had this to say. The ceremony is not about me being bitter for not having a man. It wasn't like, okay, I'm upset that I'm 40 and don't have a man. I wanted to show myself self-love, my self-worth, and my self-respect. It was always about me loving me. When God sends me my husband, he will come. But until then, I'm okay with it just being me. You're going to have to get a divorce from yourself, though. I mean, so. he shows up. Uh, so uh, I see you at this bar. You come here often? Yeah. Okay. You uh, single? No, I'm married. Oh damn. All right. Well, you know the good ones are always take it. No, no, no. I'm married to me, so I can break this off at any time.
2: Oh, okay, okay. I yeah. understand. You're... I will
1: cheat on myself.
2: And people say that, but they really don't mean it. Like she means no, no. I have legal documentation. Right. right? Would you like to see it? I signed it myself. She also
1: broke down the vows she made to herself and what inspired her to make them. The first one was about forgiving myself. We've all made mistakes. I had to realize that if I ask for forgiveness, then it's done. I don't have to keep dwelling on the past. I can let it go. My second vow was to honor myself as beautiful, fabulous being, conscious of making decisions for myself, and to honor myself worth. The third vow was love. I made a promise to love myself and to know that more love, the more love I have for myself, the more love I had to share with others according to ellaby many of her guests believed that they were attending a birthday party and did not realize it would be a wedding ceremony <laughs> their, uh... oh man
2: that
1: explains why none of the dresses matched
2: right and she about to say, everybody just wear gray oh god so mm. they come with a birthday gift go what what here comes the br- what nobody told me this was a wedding
1: not very many people knew it was a wedding. It was kind of a surprise. The invitation just said, come to celebrate my birthday in a unique way. Yeah, I, I invited two of my exes. They were both happy for me. They were excited about it once they got here and realized what was happening. Yo, you know they was happy for themselves. Like, oh, thank God.
2: Uh, dude, this bitch was they the the bullet. right up. Outside. I know this bitch was crazy.
1: After re- reading more of our story, did that change your opinion of the ceremony at all? Well, I never really thought it was that bad, honestly.
2: Hmm.
1: Like, to me, it was always like, weddings and love are stupid and crazy in the first place. If you want to do it for yourself, who could tell you that you're not? I mean, you know? Correct. I'm still going to laugh because it's weird and it's different than everybody else's, but it ain't, you know, not the end of the world. It's basically, just a, a birthday party that went a little off the rails. A little. They posted this Instagram. This Instagram video. If I haven't met
0: my significant other yet, mm. I'm just gonna marry myself. And so I thought this would just be a super fun and
2: unique
0: way
1: to celebrate turning
2: forty years old. And so I thank you for sharing my date. Turning twenty. Turning forty.
1: Okay, forty. Yeah. So. Um, well, yeah, that that does explain a lot, then. Yeah, uh, it does. You know. Um, you know. The bride finally speaks. Um, So good for her, man. I I guess it doesn't sound as crazy. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it does.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That part don't change.
1: Uh, Eddie Murphy confirms that he will be returning to Saturday Night Live for the first time in 30 years. But the thing is, they didn't really say in what form. Right. Or how? Like if he'll be hosting or maybe
2: doing his own skits. Yeah, the
1: fortieth anniversary special, uh, they, they showed a huge list of people that were gonna be there. So maybe he'll just be In there, there. You know what I mean? But uh he will appear uh once again for his fortieth anniversary special airing February fifteenth.
2: That's gonna be interesting.
1: Mm hmm. Um now why would that be Airing February 15th. Isn't that a, a, a Sunday? Huh. That's weird.
2: Why they could get air by the Saturday oh, night? Oh,
1: maybe the special will be airing on a Sunday. I don't know. Anyway, good for them. Um,
2: maybe that's the actual day itself. Maybe. They was like, "On oh, this weekend, we'll actually do it on the 40th day. Yeah. I mean, not the 40th day. On the, the exact day. Which yeah. happens to fall. I'm assuming that happens to fall on a Sunday versus that Saturday
1: who knows who knows binge watching tv is linked to depression and loneliness that's right
2: Mm, no it could be i got shit to do so i'm gonna sit here and watch all the episodes of arrow for two weeks
1: scientists have said said
2: karen all right don't don't reject the science i'm gonna be like this woman i don't care what the science say you anti-vaccinations too Nope, but I'm anti this bullshit.
1: Put down the remote control binge watchers and get some fresh air. The new study conducted by the University of Texas at Austin discovers that viewers who gorge on multiple TV episodes in one city may be doing so to cope with feelings of depression and loneliness, even though some people argue that binge watching is a harmless addiction finding that from finding from findings from our study suggests that binge watching should no longer be viewed this way said Yoon Sung author of the study. The study, which included more than 300 people ages 18 to 29, also linked binge-watching to a lack of self-control, fatigue, and obesity.
2: Uh Who did this? The uh, TV industry that wants you to watch it episode by episode? Did they pay somebody <laughs> to be like, y'all know what? Tell motherfuckers to quit watching Netflix.
1: Right, watch it live and watch right, commercials. It
2: wouldn't surprise me if you find out who funded this. Mm. <laughs> like, these are the stations because... That's
1: a good point, Karen. Be-
2: like, it wouldn't surprise me because... A lot of people binge watch because it's easier to wait for a complete season to end, rewatch it, or watch it for the first time. And because, because I know for me, I, I'm speaking for myself. Uh, the one, the one, actually, one of the first shows that I've actually uh, like binge binge watched it was actually live was Arrow. So yeah, for me, I remember
1: you were really depressed. Remember that?
2: I wasn't depressed. How depressed
1: you were around that time and lonely? Nope. You was so lonely.
2: I was not lonely. You were so lonely. Mm-hmm. I went lonely. I went depressed. I set my ass there and I watched it. And the thing about it is that it's nothing worse than you binge watching some shit and get caught up and then you mad because you got to be like, be like the rest of everybody you have to watch episode by episode and wait for the next season to crack. So a lot of people do it like that because it's just easier and simpler not to be up on everything. Um, but for me, I wasn't sad. I wasn't lonely. I wasn't depressed. There was nothing traumatic happening in my life. I just wanted to sit and, and, and waste hours and hours on end binge watching, and I feel like there's nothing wrong with that.
1: All right. Well, I don't think so either, but I just thought that was funny. Uh, yeah, Anthony- we, we, we
2: we see you, ABC, NBC, Fox. A-
1: Anthony Mackey, uh aka Bizarro David Oyolo, mm-hmm. uh keep speaking. Uh he gave this interview last week on Wendy Williams.
5: Wendy Williams, baby. Please welcome back to our show, our friend Anthony Mackey.
1: Falcon! Yeah! Go ahead now.
4: Hey, hey now.
1: Uh let's skip to the hot part where uh, he dropped his uh, hot sixteen.
2: Oh, uh, you know where it is?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, okay. I know exactly where it is.
5: That you've been with the same girl since second grade? Yes. Yeah,
10: yeah. Yeah, oh, oh. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. I think that's adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um still mean still mean so, she's still a, like a 7 year old it's, it's the same like beat you up say mean she's still yes, mean yeah yeah but it's nice because hollywood is such a head trip right. that you actually are with somebody Who's seen you do it all and somebody who you can't front on? Like when 100%, you get home. 100%. And that's what's so great. Like, yes. you know, we go to the movies together, we watch all our movies together, and she's like my normal person's yes. eyes and ears. you know? And, and and I hear you and I have something in common. Mm. You believe in a lot of cases that men and women have roles. Oh, yeah. All right, well, you say it because oh, people get you mad You better when believe I say it. it. I'm from this. Uh, yeah, you better believe it. I mean, I, yeah. I, I know you're from New Orleans. Like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'm, nah. only, I'm only from Jersey, but, yeah, but, but I do believe that yeah. if if he wants a sandwich, you make daddy a sandwich. <laughs> That's right, bitch. No, 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 no. Let me ask you this. Well, okay, let me ask you this. If me and you out and somebody say something slick to you. You punch him in the you face. You want me to smack him in his mouth, yep. right? That's right. Yeah, get so violent. I take you on a date oh. and I say, look, baby, we're going to go Dutch. No. Exactly. If we walking up to the car and I don't open your car door, what do you say? Open the door. You better believe it. Yeah, no, I I am with you, I think. So you make daddy a sandwich? I think. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'm going out of the shower. Yeah. But it'll, it'll get done. If I'm outside cutting that grass, bring daddy some lemonade. It's hot yeah. outside. Yeah, daddy not lemonade. But what's not hot is when girls call their man daddy. No. Daddy? You ask your. I have one father. <laughs> Ask that dude back but there. You know hey, what? my man. They you, do like it. You though, got a problem friend. with being called daddy? Like, you got a problem like. with being called daddy? It's All right, called right. you better. <laughs> hey, you better go home and call your man daddy.
4: But yeah! <laughs> yeah, horse! when you do slip
5: up and say that, men do like that. Yeah, yeah. But I do believe in traditional roles as well. And you I'm better, not from uh, down south, call. I'm from Yo, Jersey. Daddy want a sandwich, I'm going to make daddy a sandwich. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dog? <laughs> do you still have your bar in Brooklyn? <laughs> I do. I, uh, I'm opening my second location. Uh, All right,
1: month. I don't what? care about what'd this do? bar. Uh, what you think about his comments, Karen? Pretty
5: progressive.
1: Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> That's not like a comedy skit to me. He ain't sound too impressed uh, with his uh. He sound too impressed with his uh point of view, Karen. <laughs> make daddy a sandwich. <laughs> you know how you know how we do all around here all the time. I say make daddy a sandwich.
4: Mm-mm.
1: No. Mm. Uh. So. All right. Well.
2: And I, and I and I do believe in certain roles, but it's just one of those things where it's like hey you know could you please make me a sandwich you know act like i'm a human being
1: Mhm. no nah, I, I say you make daddy a sandwich that's how i'm saying it from now on <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: and you know what ain't you know nothing wrong if you know he like being called daddy and all that stuff you know that's your home but you know
1: that's mm-hmm. a, I mean you know what's funny is like i just think if that's his personal relationship and that's right. how they get down that's how they get down correct you know, I think uh, a lot of people, you know, get upset with this kind of shit. Mm-mm. That's what his dumb ass want to believe in his personal relationship. That's fine. Uh, if that extends into any level of advice for anybody else, you got to watch what the fuck you talking about.
2: Nah, ain't that the truth.
1: You know, pretty, pretty simple shit in my opinion.
2: Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of roles have traditionally changed because it's one of those things where, you know, I work outside the house. You work in the house. Right. Actually, you wash all the clothes. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, sometimes
1: you know, I, you know, wash the clothes, do the dishes, vacuum, clean up. Right, but, you cook. know, when I say make daddy a sandwich, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> You're going to make daddy a sandwich. That's what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> so a lot of the Shit.
2: traditional roles are not the... Same. as one of those things where you know the man makes the most income. The man does the physical work. Well, the other work. day I
1: was making some stuff in the kitchen, and you try you you asked me to make you a sandwich. Yes. And I did, but you was you was real misogynistic about it. You like make daddy a sandwich. <laughs> I said never again. So now you know. Now you know how I feel.
2: Yes. Not only do you make daddy a sandwich, you know, uh, I'm not gonna give you nowhere to lactate your titties either in here. <laughs> You better go home and be with your kids. And Take care of your kids. Make nationwide a sandwich. You better. <laughs> <laughs> you know how we do up in here. Traditional w- roles. Walk around with
1: shoes on without being pregnant. What the hell's going on here? Make that a sandwich.
2: Yeah, I need to get you pregnant then.
1: Feel so like you need to be. He, man, look, this is. I'm all here for Anthony Mackey's ridiculousness at this point because I've come around on it. This is what happened when you get Marvel money. He getting that Marvel money and it's 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 changed him. Like he'll never be humble again. He's like Can you he, blame him. He got Marvel money and this he lost his goddamn mind. I probably would too. <laughs> this motherfucker is going crazy. Who gonna tell you no? You can't. Oh, five years ago, this nigga was just hoping to get another gig right oh he was just in runner runner whatever that fucking terrible movie outside was like in runner runner this nigga didn't even have a edge up y'all i'm not joking uh-huh. like i was clowning his hair because it was they fucked up his haircut and he still had to film all the scenes and now this nigga is doing <laughs> make that a sandwich on wendy williams bro oh whoo the lord provides i guess how's this motherfucker ah uh-huh. Damn, he ain't even trying to be cool. Like, mm-hmm. oh, come on. You know, it's a good relationship. You like, you believe in gender roles. you goddamn right. These bitches better make daddy a steak and suck his dick. <laughs> hashtag Marvel money. Hashtag Avengers 2, Captain America 3. Hashtag. Y'all gonna watch it. Right. <laughs> hashtag. Thank you, J.J. Abrams. I mean, um, thank you, Josh uh, Weedon. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Josh Weedon. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's endorsement of a Santa Monica Spa's unusual vaginal treatment has been rejected by the medical community, uh, according to Addicting NFL. Uh-oh. Paltrow recently promoted the Mugwort V-Steam, a tycoon spa on her website, calling it an energetic release, not just a steam douche that balances female hormone levels.
2: Okay. According to Paltrow...
1: Spa guests use what is essentially a mini throne, like something you sit on, Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, while a combination of infrared and mugwort steam cleanses your uterus at all, but while she told,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, go ahead Karen, how can it cleanse your uterus, with the steam, you steam the pussy clean Karen, get all those wrinkles out. But while she told readers
2: <laughs> that <laughs> your uterus is this kind of far, far up, up your vagina, you Sprinkle some starch on nobody it. nobody told y'all this, Sprinkled it's going to take more
1: than a little bit of steam to reach your uterus. Put some starch on it, on the ovaries and get them, get them stiff. But while she told readers that they have to do it if they're in Los Angeles, OBGYN Jen Gunter issued a strong recommendation, recommendation against it on her own blog. Oh, so here comes another one of these damn doctors with all their degrees. In information and knowledge. Steam is probably not good for your vagina, Gunter wrote. Herbal steam is no better and quite possibly worse. It is most definitely more expensive. Not only would the steam not enter a vagina without the use of an attachment, Gunter stated, which had been unadvisable, which will be unadvisable in and of itself, but it could not have any any effect on a woman's menstrual cycles or ability to have children. If you want to feel relaxed, get a good massage. If you want to relax your vagina, have an orgasm, she advised. (laughs) Ah! Daily Beast contributor Russell Saunders, a pediatrician by trade, writing under the pseudonym, Bat Gunter's Analysis. The female reproductive tract does not need to be cleaned at all. In fact, methods of feminine cleansing like douching can do more harm than good. Yes, Women should no more steam their vaginas than flush them with Lysol.
2: Right, because uh, all that shit going to bounce out. And I don't know if y'all know this, but the vagina has its own cleaning mechanism system. Like, it's designed to push shit out that don't need to be there.
1: Look, I like my vaginas like I like my vegetables. steamed. (laughs)
2: <laughs> some herbs and spices on it lord you fuck, you fuck around and fuck the pH balance up fuck up with the <laughs> vagina no thank you another gynecologist Hilda
1: Hutchinson from Columbia University uh, Medical Center was even more critical it probably feels good because the heat increases blood flow to the whole vaginal area including the clitoris which could turn some women on but if you get too close to the steam you can end up with secondary burns down there Mm, sounds like she was upset. Think she was steamed.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 While Patro didn't did not go on into details of the treatment Laura Hooperbeck described her experience getting a $50 V-Steam in an article for Fast Company Magazine. Shit, I can get a good massage for $50. I'm faced with what looks like a Victorian police cell toilet situated over a steaming pot of grandma's chai spice vagina, vagina tea. They selling that in the store? Cause I might have to get uh, me some. You know what I'm saying, fellas? Yeah. Who else gonna get some chai spice vagina
2: tea? I think I might have to hit up Harris Teeter. Y'all yeah, remember when we was young? We used to sit outside on a hot summer day, <laughs> where everybody sip on the vagina tea. What the fuck is happening?
1: <laughs> you thinking about ice vagina tea? I want that hot vagina tea.
2: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: I hover over the whole. What'd you do? S- put a
2: cinnamon stick in it? What's happening here?
1: Stir it up. I put some. Get ah! some of this cinnamon stick You know what I'm saying I ain't got no cinnamon stick But I got this chocolate spoon that, that, You know <laughs> what I'm talking about fellas
2: You need to spice it up with some whiskey Get daddy some of that vagina tea get some of that vagina sandwich
1: (laughs) (laughs) i hover over the hole in the seat just so and then settle down so that the steam may rise into that which is most sacred i cannot tell a lie at first it feels incredibly weird to have hot wet air wafting into my cooch my entire body tenses as i actively clench my vaginal muscles to protect myself from the invading shower of scorching steam it would feel exactly like the poison fog from the Hunger Games arena, I think. First, a burning heat, and then convulsion after convulsion of electric pain. Beck reported Don't that I the treatment...
2: dollars for that?
1: Beck reported that the treatment is available for $50 at Tycoon. It could cost as much as $120 at a spa in Atlanta. A website calling itself Earth, earthdancerwellness.com also sells a do-it-yourself kit. For <laughs> oh, That sounds like so many vaginas going to get burned. <laughs> do-it-yourself? <laughs> what? <laughs> Steam it yourself. The kid is one hundred and fifty dollars. How you gonna steam your own vagina? Somebody gonna get burned. Uh, of oh, course, that is the way. And the
2: wrinkles up I... there. And the wrinkles on my vagina gonna have to stay in. Damn it, it ain't worth me trying to press them out. Permanent press my vagina. No thank you. <laughs> this is dumb. Of course, that is. That <laughs> don't make no sense. Permanent press your vagina. Yeah, the wrinkles gonna have to <laughs> motherfucking stay in. What are we trying to do? Crease it? I don't understand. <laughs> It smells like a steam
1: <laughs> of course that is a website where you can purchase a vaginal steaming kit Back row, of course actress Kelsey Gunn also experimented with the treatment in 2012 for her online show Dirty Little Beauty Secrets I really should have had a party Gunn says at one point we could have recited the vagina monologues she's been there a tycoon staffer tells her referring to the playwright Eve Ensler Gunn's visit to Tycoon can be seen below in this video Man, mm-hmm. steaming vaginas out here, Karen.
2: No, thank you. None of the doctors
1: agree that you should no, get it.
2: Right. Not only that, your vagina is produces its own sweat and musk and all this shit on its own. Don't need no assistance or help. That's why you need to steam
1: clean it sometimes.
2: Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. The, the steam from the water when I shower, babe, that's about all the steam in my vagina gonna get. All right, well. Just saying. You burn yourself trying to press and curl your vagina. What the fuck is they talking about? This make no sense.
1: Talking about steaming their vagina is what they talking about, Karen. mm
2: No? Not a fan? Not a fan.
1: All right, then. Um, let's go into our segments. Yeah. Oh, wait, nah. We got to do fucking with black people first. Sorry, guys. We'll go back to that. <laughs> just fucking with those black people, we're just fucking with those blacks, we're just fucking with, fucking with black people. That's right guys, time to play the game that we all hate to play. On the third day of Black History Month, it's time to fuck with some black people. This is a game where we score everything from 0 to, in, uh, to 100, intervals of 25, for how much we feel fucked with when it comes to these articles. Today's contestants, everybody, let's get into the first one. Um, uh, let's do this one. An officer arrested a 69-year-old man for using a golf club as a cane, and that officer is now being reassigned to desk duty. Seattle Police Chief Kathleen O'Toole has re- re- reassigned an officer involved in an arrest last summer of a 69 year old man who refused to drop a golf club he was carrying on the city sidewalk. You know how
7: New it goes. New at 11. Cairo 7 has uncovered a lot more about the Seattle officer in the middle of this you wrongful arrest.
10: No, you know I was being framed. I ain't done nothing.
7: Tonight, the chief has ordered a department review.
10: I'm a black man walking down the street doing nothing.
7: And now Cairo 7 has confirmed troubling Facebook thoughts posted by the officer. Now that video you just saw is a potential disaster for the department already under the microscope for using for use of force and bias policing. Cairo 7's Lindsey Sheldon investigated the officer and dug up Facebook posts that seemed to show anger and resentment toward African Americans. Well, Sydney, tonight, that SPD officer's future with the department may be on the line. Now, after receiving counseling for the arrest and for those comments you saw there, the department is now investigating whether she's cleaned up her act or whether there have been more red flags. You just swung that golf club at me. I did not.
2: Yes, you did. Right back
7: there. 70-year-old William Wingate gets flashbacks to this moment in July at 12th and Pike, when he was using his golf club as a cane.
2: She felt
10: like a... Uh... It was a nightmare.
7: This SPD officer, Cynthia Whitlatch, accuses him of swinging it at her while she passed in her car. But the video never shows that. Cut it down, please. I don't know what's going on. Tonight, Cairo 7 confirms she is the same officer who posted startling comments on Facebook, now part of a review ordered by the police chief. Responding to a post about riots in Ferguson, she calls it chronic black racism and says, I am tired of black people's paranoia that white people
2: are out to get them. When
1: As she is out to get this black person.
2: And she's in her vehicle. Right. Driving, right? mm mm-hmm. Okay
7: someone reacts, she calls him another black racist. You believe it was racial profiling?
10: I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I know one thing. Um, I'm a black man walking down the street doing nothing, and I got stopped and went to jail behind a, a white police officer.
7: Whitlatch is also one of the officers who filed a federal lawsuit against the city's use of force policies. Now, this military veteran is taking legal action of his own for being targeted for walking in Seattle while black. Despite SPD apologizing for his arrest, he fears police and won't go back to the same block.
10: They can do something else to me. You have that fear? Of course I do.
7: I reached out to the Seattle Police Officers Guild tonight but did not hear back. Now, I brought up Wingate's fears about police to the SPD spokesperson, and he told me that Wingate should not feel those fearful uh, concerns when he is walking anywhere with his golf club. Reporting live in Seattle, I'm Lindsay Sheldon, Cairo 7 Eyewitness News. All
1: right, Karen, zero to 100.
2: Oh, that's 100.
1: 100. A hundred. Yeah, I got to give it 100. I mean. She straight up lied. It's just like what these people see when a black person is around is just so scary. You know what I mean? You were swinging a golf club at you, like, no, I wasn't.
2: Right. Now you're going to jail. Right. And her dash cam was on and everything. And it didn't show none of that bullshit.
1: A 65-year-old Missouri man was arrested and charged with a hate crime after he reportedly used racial slurs towards a black waitress whom he also allegedly told, I have a place I would like to take you where I hung your grandpa. (laughs) Tommy dean god g-a-a of maryville reportedly told the waitress after she asked if he wanted wheat or white toast that he was prejudiced and therefore would
2: take white toast <laughs> <laughs> oh, what uh well the kind is it ma'am yeah um is this white and nothing else
1: uh he's like not even my toast can be black
2: and wheat fuck a wheat
1: Wheat toast? You mean uh, darky toast? Sir, would you like white or brown rice? I believe you mean wild rice, and no, I would not prefer any of
2: that. I don't want anything wild going in my system, like you, darkest. <laughs> Pure Aryan white rice, please. I don't need what you what they call that jasmine rice. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You trying to spice it up with that? Nope.
1: Jasmine is an ethnic name and an ethnic spice.
2: Right, I only want no yellow rice. I only go with
1: whites. God also allegedly grabbed the waitress's arm so hard that it left her bruised and asked if she liked to party. God then allegedly said, I have a place I would like to take you where I hung your grandpa. You talking about rape or something? The waitress reportedly left the dining area, waited in the kitchen till police arrived. God initially denied making the remarks, but dropped a few racial slurs in trying to explain his in- innocence. <laughs> fuck these, fuck
2: these niggas. I mean, I mean, fuck, fuck that. Fuck,
1: fuck. Oh shit. Yeah, he's like, listen, you listen, guys, officers. I didn't do anything of the sort. I don't know what that young nigger done told you, but I'm not. I ain't got a racist body bone in my
2: whole body. Yeah, these colors just out here just accusing right. you of doing all kinds of. Oh, these big lip monkey <laughs> it's niggers. Like, it's like I
1: was telling the Jigaboo earlier. All right, now, I said, can I have some white toast? Because I don't want any more of that porch monkey bread, you know? And uh, I don't know why she t- got so offended by, by
2: my point. I told that howling moon crooked that I <laughs> wanted wheat white toast, and she didn't listen. Right. She said, what kind of chicken
1: that i want the white or the dark meat and i said well obviously i don't want the meat that has bad credit
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> give me the i don't want the meat that's got got his bills and his baby's name like mm-hmm. give me the meat that's that, that's upstanding that that goes to work hard working every day give me the meat that's a tom brady wide receiver is what i asked <laughs> and she said all right uh, the newspaper notes that Jai was released. Uh, a guy was released on, of course it was released on 4900 bail. Uh, of course not. Why not? What? Let him ballot on the street. Um, anyway, uh, zero to a hundred, Karen.
2: <laughs> this is funny. They still get a fucking hundred, but it's hilarious.
1: Yeah, that's a hundred. I mean, come on, guys. Uh, Kanye West approves of a French, white Frenchman using the N word. To sell, uh, to sell clothes. This is my thing about Kanye. Everybody thinks Kanye is some type of like black militant, racial.
2: Mm-mm.
1: Like, no, he's no, no, no.
2: Self preservation. Kanye
1: West understands racism if it involves Kanye
2: West. Right. Everything else, he don't West, care about your goddamn racism. Yeah, he
1: don't give a fuck. Kanye West don't understand why you don't care about him. Not the right. other way around. Correct. Uh, Kanye West has reportedly sanctioned a white Frenchman using the N-word to sell clothes according to style.com. Jean tourtou at APC of APC thought it was okay to use a derogatory term in his new collection. During the presentation of his new line, Touy Two said that he was inspired to name his collection Last Niggas in Paris.
2: Ha ha ha! That name. I love that name.
1: <laughs> that is pretty good. Oh uh, <laughs> like get y'all ass out. Right. Uh but he said um uh he, he he said he named it that because it's a mix of the ghetto and the movie The Last Tango in Paris. He said the N-word was a play on Jay-Z and Kanye West hit nigga in Paris. He went in on to say that he is friends with West and that he showed him the line. Two or two said West approved by saying I like this vibe. Now here's now there is a slight chance. Probably a big chance. He ain't tell Kanye he's gonna call it last niggas in Paris. I guarantee you did. He probably was just like, oh, here's my new clothing line. And Kanye's like, oh, I like this vibe. This is smooth. Great. And then he was like, walked off and was like, he said I could say nigga, y'all. Y'all heard him. Mm-hmm. I got a hall pass. However, he appears to be either be completely ignorant or his per or he's purposely using the unsavory aspect of black culture to gain income. He should also know that West approval does not give him the right to disrespect an entire race in the name of style. Correct. But this can happen when black culture is presented out of context without a context. On niggas in Paris, Jay-Z and West had an opportunity to use the phrase to uh uh about more important issues that dealt with race and how it relates to the international uh from an international standpoint. But it's basically a party record that happened to be uh recorded in Paris. Jay-Z and West are having fun while using the word and clueless Europeans May think that it's okay to do the same. Yeah, they don't actually say the N word in the song. Uh, like, that's not, it's not like the chorus says, We niggas in Paris. It's ball so hard, motherfuckers want to find me.
2: That shit, cray. Yeah. But,
1: uh, yeah. Not too surprised. Uh, but I will withhold my judgment and say Kanye may not even have approved of this shit. Craig. But he just threw Kanye's name in there because he, you know, black. Correct. Um,. See what uh, we got the video of the day today um, that I thought people might want to hear about the Super Bowl. A lot of conspiracy theories going around. A lot of people think the Super Bowl is rigged, including, of course, Dr. James Manning. Dr. Reverend Dr. James Manning. Oh, Lord.
10: Little rigged. Wait, hold on. There we go. So, now was the Super Bowl rigged? All right, that's my question. So, matter why would we ask a question like that? This was that. Well, all right, okay. All right, let's go back to. Uh... By the way, Doctor James Vennon watches the Super Bowl. Like I
1: just can't imagine. Like, I I, I, about somebody just to told him to score. Can I get a video of him watching the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. watching commercials, and look at these sodomites hitting each other? Like I can just see it already. I don't think he did. No. <laughs> why is that sodomite
10: touching the balls? Ah. Uh, <laughs> the flake gate. All right uh damn
1: you know about the gate what the fuck everything i've learned is a lie
10: uh the gate all right uh and, and you know a few years ago the patriots had uh, this issue uh with their credibility as well right and the, 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 the hold up
1: this nigga done added a picture in the background i'm gonna put it in oh, the oh he sure
2: did of, of, him his,
1: of himself holding a bible, the bible.
2: Oh, that's classic.
1: Oh, my God.
2: No, he did not. Oh, we are uh, we already trying to find that globe. I like that globe. After we find that globe, we're going to put that globe in the background. No, he did not put a picture of
1: himself holding the Bible in the background of the video. Oh, my goodness. He is a beast. He's beasting right now.
10: The real reason why I'm asking the question was about Super Bowl rigged is because of this. I mean, you've got to keep the hype going. Uh, this is Super Bowl, what, 59? What was it? I don't even know what the number is. But I, the, the thing of it is, is that it's got to be bigger and better every year. You can't have a mediocre Super Bowl. Right? It's got to be intense. It's you can't have one team running away with a hundred to ten or something like that. You can't do that because nobody's coming back after a couple of years of that. One team is greatly superior than the other. So my question is. Is that, have they figured out, like they figured out everything? I mean, okay, let let me ask you a question, because I figure you're pretty smart.
1: See, I I realize now, he's just freestyling this. Someone asked him a random question, he didn't even have an answer. He's about to make up six minutes of content off of this random-ass
10: question. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. He needs a spree cast. Do you believe that the presidential elections are rigged? And do you believe that, you know, the way the count breaks down is uh, it depends on who got the most money, right? And they just have, they hype up competition or even congressional elections for that matter. Mayor, governor's elections, they're they rigged. Do you believe that? Right. Oh, you do? Okay. All right. <laughs> I tell you what I don't believe. Well, you know, the New York Knicks, if y'all heard about them, they're, they're this, they this- well, How is he skipping so many topics? <laughs> ah! What? Ah. They asked him about the Super Bowl. We have talked
1: about congressional elections, presidential <laughs> elections. We got to the Knicks? The Knicks, what the fuck? Talking about the Patriots, Super Bowl. He hadn't finished one segment yet. He hadn't I mean, finished nope.
10: one thought. <laughs> nope. Basketball team that plays their home base is Madison Square Garden in New York City. They haven't won a game in two years. I haven't won a game since they had Clyde Frazier with them. He-
1: now, that's a joke. I mean, obviously, he knows that's
10: not true. Yeah. Anyway, and so they got this guy, Carmelo Anthony, right? I don't like him.
7: <laughs> what is
10: happening?
2: I have no idea what's happening right now. I love him. As a but man everybody- talks to me with a picture of himself in the background holding the Bible,
10: <laughs> they call him Mellow. I don't know why.
2: So the deal- and, and this, Like watching him now, he
1: seems so harmless. Like before when he was talking about sodomites and lattes and shit, it felt a little dangerous, like, uh, this homophobia could hurt somebody. But right now, he seems so harmless. Seems like a grandfather just just, lo- just, just crazy. You know what I mean? Uh oh, Papa. And uh, you know, I don't like this, old, uh, Carmelo Anthony. It go, what does it go by? Mellow? mm mm-hmm, I don't like that. What's he dating? Uh, la la? Is that what he's dating these days? Like,
10: this uh, <laughs> ah, <laughs> is that they're losing games so they can have first draft, first dibs on the draft uh, in, in the NBA drafts, right? Because the lowest team gets the first pick.
2: That's not how the draft works.
10: So they are so rigging stuff. <laughs> they want a few games, but the whole thing is rigged.
2: All right. So now, that, yeah, that's not how the draft works. Right. You you NBA. you just get a higher, more balls, but yeah. it don't mean you don't guarantee first spot. Like yeah. NFL, it does, but not for nba Let's go back to the Super Bowl.
10: Whoa, 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 whoa! Before we get to the Super Bowl, we've already (laughs) why? Okay, dealt with the fact that the national elections are rigged. We've already dealt with the issue that we believe
6: we didn't deal with any of these issues. (laughs) You
1: just brought them up (laughs) and kept moving, right?
10: (laughs) That this Super Bowl is a big thing in 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 America. It makes a lot of money. It makes a lot of people famous, and so you got to—you can't just have a mediocre Super Bowl. Every Super Bowl has got to be out—outdo the other one. We already agreed to that, right? So now, well, last we year,
1: now we didn't agree, and last year it was <laughs> a fucking blowout.
10: How did yeah, that outdo it anything? Well, what what an to I do? Ask—is uh, the WWF, the World Wrestling Federation, is that rigged or is it real?
1: Well, it's the WWE now, but okay. Now you know, I mean, when you're looking at these hot, sweaty men's in uh what appears to be spandex and latex or some type,
6: all grinding on each their other
1: buttocks, gyrating and with their shiny boots on, putting their semen in each other. I'm, with, I can only imagine lathering themselves up in the locker room with semen all over themselves. Maybe steaming some vaginas, steaming their balls even. <sighs>
2: With them knee pads on, because you know they do a lot of <laughs> knee work down on their knees when they'd be sucking them penises.
1: Well, back to the Super
2: Bowl.
10: Is it Memorex or
2: is it real?
4: Oh. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
6: what was <that>?
2: up. <laughs> oh, <on>. <laughs> Oh god, that came out of nowhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was that? That caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting Ooh. that.
10: <laughs> real. Is it memorex or is it real?
6: Oh. <laughs> <So
1: now.
8: laughs> this nigga
10: driving Prince Adlibs. <laughs> Ow. Was that game last night rigged? I mean, you know score changing going back and forward you know this that and the other and it looks like and then there's a questionable call as to whether or not the referees did made the right call and and everybody's all upset he didn't watch the game
6: (laughs) no i
2: told you he didn't watch the game what call what call i told him to
10: score when
1: dude tripped that dude baby (laughs) that okay
2: i don't even think he knows
1: you know, it's like one of them calls, you know, it's many calls that happen during the game. <laughs> maybe some of the calls called, maybe the players called each other on that little phone thing that they got on the sideline, <laughs> they called or they, each other. Oh, they
2: did that, so that what they call that, that texting, texting, yeah. texting thing, they call that thing they, right there?
1: They probably called each other to see if they would like to exchange some semen. Yeah, you know, then they pour the Gatorade all over the coach, and they lather him in semen. There's all kinds of semen <laughs> in the Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just a sperm bath. As as you know, when I was in the correctional facility, we sperm bathed each other from time oh to time. Lord. You know, it's probably a collection of all the players' semen in the Gatorade. But you know, <laughs> the, the
10: Super Bowl is big business. It's like Joel Osteen. I mean, you got to keep him relevant. I mean, you can't let people like me criticize Joel Osteen. Not, you, you, I can't get on Larry King and criticize. Now, Joel Osteen can get on Larry King and criticize anybody he wants. He, Larry, Joel Osteen can criticize Jesus. I mean, he can. But you can't criticize Joel Osteen. So, my question is this. I sound what like he got
1: some personal beat with Joel Osteen. Yeah, he That white They're man making leaking. all that money. Yeah, it just he's you, you you jealous of Joe, brother? I see how it is, player.
2: Yeah, you mad? You mad at Joe thing?
1: I'm glad this video got 33 likes and one dislike.
10: <laughs> one person was like, "Nope." Yeah, because you know, you gotta keep the money. You gotta keep the economy going. So the Super Bowl plays a significant part. Maybe three percent of the economy: chicken wings, pizza joints, Pepsi Cola, wine, joints. sex hotel, gasoline, prostitutes, gambling. I mean, they're a significant part of the American economy is derived. Let's say if the Super Bowl doesn't happen, they decide well, we're not going to have the Super Bowl, then, you know, you may, the, the, the GDP may go down by 5%. And I think about all the chickens that were killed. First of all, they were, you know, the GDP stands for good damn
2: penis. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, good damn pizza that's what I'm talking about there's a lot of penises in the Super yeah, Bowl good damn pepperoni they
10: were pumped up chicken born catching the egg two days ago and they pumped it up with steroids what does this have to do with
2: I, I I don't know but apparently uh, how did
1: we get here I our chicken, my
2: chicken wings was from three days old chicken according to him
1: I would was, I was suddenly like to leave
2: your island Okay. Ah, I'm lost. Uh, we haven't made a full circle yet, have we? No. No. Okay.
10: You been eating those buffalo wings on and they're on steroids. That chicken in ten days, he's ready to be plucked and killed, and ready for Domino's Pizza.
2: <laughs> not the wing, King. I hope not he's, chicken coop. I just hope he's sponsored. But Domino's Pizza.
1: Domino's hope they dropped him a couple dollars.
10: Uh, you know. And so, there were more chickens killed over the last week, so people could have buffalo wings and pizzas. I mean, you're talking about chicken heaven. I mean, the chickens, all the chickens were killed. All the cheese, Domino's pizza. Apparently, he liked Domino's. Uh, you know, bit. and by the way, the commercials is right. You got to have the best commercial. So I'm trying to figure out was that game rigged last
5: night?
2: mean. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never know. We'll I don't know even, what even know what happened. <laughs> I right, we'll never know the answer to it and that's the question we'll never know the answer. <laughs> How did he even get
1: <laughs> back? How did he even get back to the How Super Bowl? How did he remember to get back? Because I don't remember to get back. And that was the question. I forgot the question my damn self. <laughs> that's what I want to know. He said, he said, that's what I want to know.
10: So I'm trying to figure out, was that game rigged last night? That's what I want to know. Because, I, you know, so, man, you, 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 this is a, listen, football is the American, no, baseball is the American's pastime. I me t- don't, don't, don't don't you try to tell me what what to think. i say I do. Didn't nobody tell you that? I just asked a question. You listen to the Manning Report, everybody. I am he, James David Manning. I'll be back with more of the Manning uh, Report. But I want to know, was that game rigged last night, Super Bowl whoever it was?
2: He didn't watch that goddamn game. I you a liar, David Manning. I told you he didn't watch that motherfucking game. You He, a even know, he didn't know the two teams that played. He alive from the pit of hell.
1: No way he watched this game.
2: No, he didn't watch that. Whoever it
1: was, the Patriots and the Seahawks, Mr. Dr. Manning.
2: Next segment. I
6: need a. We call them five stars That's a five star dick That's that new M6 Even pay her rent Best money ever spent Don't even lie, I'm so super high I'm a to fly Love me, she loves me she loves you All my bitches love me, me. me. Yeah, Five star yeah, bitch That's a five star bitch just a five star bitch That's a five star bitch, a bitch. Hey. Big lie. You a five-star
1: bitch. Just a five-star bitch. You a
6: five-star bitch. Five
1: bitch. You a five-star bitch. Five bitch. All right. Let's get into these segments. Oh, Lord. <laughs> All right. Here's a volume <laughs> alert, uh, y'all. Uh, the numbers. <clears throat> All up in the DMs, 50 Cent
6: exposes ASAP Rocky for being thirsty. By at Masani underscore monster. That's number one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, number two, who won the Super Bowl? Oh wait, I'm sorry, that's my question. <laughs> N- number two, Groupie
1: Tales. Sex with Shannon Brown is what wet dreams are made of. Now that sounds like a lot of semen is going to be involved in that one.
2: Yes, it does.
1: Now Ellen James White, <laughs> that's what I call him. <laughs> Homemade. He will definitely enjoy number three. Court documents. Detail how Iggy Azalea. now I don't like her. Like uh, they go, what, well, she go by Iggy.
2: hmm And,
1: uh, she, uh, she, she, she do the rapping with, uh, T.I. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't like them.
2: You tip, don't?
1: Tip. I believe that's what he goes mm-hmm. by, tip. Just the tip of the penis, cause he's a homosexual ah! sodomite. Oh,
2: they call him tip drill, yeah. I'm tired
1: of these sodomites trying to take over the hip hop industry. Uh, where was I? Who won the game? Uh, oh wait, no. Court documents detail how Iggy and Zelja met
6: Hefe Wine and how she may have lied in court.
1: That's number three. Number four, K Michelle breaks it off with Bobby Mays. Now, is he related to is he related to the other that other Mays boy, Frankie Beverly and Mays? I, I don't know, sir. That that's his name, right? Frankie Beverly and Mays. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, now that's an interesting last name, frankly, Be- Beverly and Mays, you know. Was he married to a sodomite where they both take each other's names and they put each other's penises inside of each other's ball sacks, you know, uh, like they do when they sip their lattes with all that scene <laughs> on there. But But
2: uh, anyway, I digress.
1: That's what this whole show should be called. I digress. I, that's the whole I digress with Reverend Dr. James, James David Manning. I digress. We, <clears throat> I,
2: we might hit the top, we might not.
1: Uh, says he's fame hungry. Bobby May's news leak a photo. So we have some photography at number four. A uh, uh, number five and the last one for today. Uh, groupie tells we've got enough Another little Deval tale. Now, little Duvall is the one. He's on the guy code, and we all know that the code is the code of the homosexuals. That is a, a sodomite code uh from the straight. It's straight predicted in revelations. So if you if you look at the Bible, it's right in there. Hey, homie, hey, I got this right here, the Bible. So y'all go ahead and guess from one to five. And uh, Karen, we'll tally this up, and uh, we'll go ahead and get into yeah, the story.
2: We'll let y'all decide today. All right.
1: Let's see what we got here. Number one. All right. A lot of number ones. Number two. Number, another number one. Two number fives, I see. That's what I order at McDonald's. But I say hold the coffee. No semen for me, please.
2: <laughs>
1: All right. <laughs> let me know when it's total up.
2: Okay, it looks like one is winning.
1: <laughs> All right, so going on number one then.
2: <clears throat> I said, Yeah, one. All up in the DMs.
1: 50 Cent exposes ASAP Rocky for being thirsty. Let's check that out. All right. <clears throat> I can't do that voice. I hurt my throat if I did that too much longer. Uh, um, 50 cent has no shame. The rapper took to his personal Instagram page to expose rapper ASAP Rocky for allegedly trying to holler at a female friend of his. The power star posted the following DM from his lady friend's phone. So 50 cent, I don't know if she sent him a screenshot or what. Uh, <clears throat> so it says from ASAP Rocky to whoever this lady is. Hey, love i really like your style style and would love to build if you're free from asvpx rocky uh and then 50 cent added a comment to the picture it says boy of boy last time i seen this punk he had a dress on he meant
2: boy oh boy yeah okay
1: you can't afford holly i gave her habits Get your weight up first, boy. Bentley and better over here, nigga. Can you buy that? S- sad face. Fuck you think I'm Kanye and you whiz? LOL. Smiley face laughing. Then that's 304 comments.
2: Ooh,
1: oh, 1,500 likes. God damn it. Whoa, A$AP Rocky was last seen in being in a relationship with a model, Chanel Iman. Uh, was A$AP out of line? Did 50 react too quickly? Let's check the comments. <clears throat> There's only a few alright this is confusing first he said this chick this is Sean first he said this chick is community pussy then he apologized cause she got dirt on him now another dude tried to get at her but not only did he hate on the nigga he put it on social media lost all respect for this dude gaining all respect for old girl for playing chess not checkers
4: mm-hmm.
1: well she sent him the pictures probably I'm assuming True. <clears throat> how else would he get the picture and also I mean why did you still have respect for 50 cents It's 2015 50 don't respect nobody that's his called a flame he will he will right fry your ass in a, in a second he don't right. give a fuck
2: and instagram was designed for him
1: right and got the money to fucking stand behind it so you can't even get in his head he just pull out a bunch of money like i don't got no problems you gotta be like i guess not
2: no i don't either thank you
1: <laughs> so luscious says psychologically 50 seems like a hurt and lost soul He has deep emotional issues and is probably filled with pain and bitterness. I feel sad for him. V says the immaturity and bitch assness and thirst displayed by 50 never ends, does it? He loves to go in on his own people on social media, yet he's quiet as a church mouth about Chelsea Handler and that sorry pitch he threw. So petty and wussy. I have no respect for him either selena says i agree with v he's not consistent i just don't care for him anymore he's too messy again he's a male calling out a female then when he sees that she really don't need home now you want him now you want to throw her into the bus there are some women who makes who makes her their own and just want you to be a stand-up man that's it Nicole says, first of all, 50 is a sad, immature, and lost soul. This guy's young enough to probably be his son. Yeah, he's carrying on like this. He's a real piece of ish. Shaking my head, messy ass, says Tawny, baby.
2: What are we going to say? I'm
1: going to say, "Wow, uh, <clears throat> while, while 50 got some nerve, he has the time to speak on this, but he... Was silent when it came to Ferguson. Hashtag Black Lives Matter, and what kind of smiley face? Um, and then I'll do a smiley face saying, waving my finger like no, like real sad. Ah, there we go. All right,
2: that's our comment. Yep. I
6: need a five-star bitch. You a five-star bitch, you a five-star bitch. I do grade A shit And this the remix I am looking for a five-star chick. When I catch
5: her,
6: I'm a her. One one a five-star chick. Natural She ain't chasing no shoes. Only match with real niggas. She ain't never fucked a boss. Nah. So your cars and your jury that she really don't excite oh. And all them hating assholes in the club wanna fight She was born
1: in the eight. All right. Let's play Gas the Race so we can wrap it up. Now that it's time for some guess the race, that's right, it's guess the race time, now that it's time for some guess the race, that's right, it's guess the race time, that's right, it's time for guess the race, the number one game show going across all the podcasts man. we read and play news articles from all over the globe and we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race and uh, the chat room is racist alright <clears throat> let's see what you guys got for me today uh deputies say a toddler pulled a cocaine baggie out of his mama's out of a woman's shirt during a traffic stop yeah. <laughs> a toddler gave away a woman trying to hide drugs in her clothes during a traffic stop when he reached inside of her shirt and pulled out a baggie of cocaine he must have been trying to get uh Get some of that breast milk. Apparently so. Cocaine is where breast milk was. <laughs> Volusia deputies pulled over the car with te- dark tinted windows and an open trunk with an unsecured bicycle uh, around 9 36 a.m. The driver appeared nervous. Deputies saw the passenger Candace Hardin in the front seat. In the back seat were Crystal Matthews and an 11 month old boy. Deputies checked Matthews and, Matthews and discovered she was on the Florida inmate release status for the sale, manufacture, and delivery of cocaine. Damn. Oh. She likes selling blow.
2: Apparently so. Uh,
1: as deputies checked out Hardin's driver's license, a K-9 unit arrived on the scene. Aguments of the car were asked to step out of the car, and Hardin was directed to take the small boy out. A search of the car revealed no drugs, and a female deputy was called to search the women. As deputies handed back Hardin's driver's license, the toddler reached inside Harden's shirt and pulled out a baggie with some cocaine in it. She should have been like, it was the baby's, the baby did it. Right. He loves the cocoa. Harden quickly grabbed the baggie from the child and threw it on the ground. Three more baggies with cocaine residue, ah! were, three more baggies with cocaine residue were found. Pills without a prescription were also found in Hardin's purse. Hardin was charged, she was going to jail one way or the other. Right. She was charged with child abuse. Possession of cocaine, possession of a controlled substance, two counts of possession of pills without prescription, possession of paraphernalia, and smuggling contraband into a prison facility, jail record show. Hardin was released after posting $4,500 bail, court record show. Probably cocaine money. Guess the race, chat room. Gazebo Gorilla, says Leonard Brothers. Oh my. Damn. Um, Baby got sick of her using his wick on that blow, black. Mother who was then arrested for beating the child into the white meat show, but it ain't like there would like a, there would have been a father present, black. We wife, white boys start snitching on their mamas and calling them by their first name from the cradle. Sprinkle cocoa on the cheese white. Black, uh, says Elliot. Um they said cocaine not crack white. One who loves pumpkin lattes, white woman in yoga pants. The baby called his grandmama, mama, and his mama Pam. Aww. Cane lace with white privilege, with privilege white. The correct answer is white. Nah, just kidding. She was black. All you Negroes missed it. You racist sons of bitches. Some of y'all did get the black one right. So. So yeah, man, that's uh cocaine in the in the bra. Gotta be careful, little niggas don't know not to stay in them titties. You know, she would, but she had so much shit. I don't right. even know why. Right, she,
2: she, she was gonna go to jail regardless.
1: Yeah. Um, here's one. Uh, police arrested a man after he got caught trying to circumcise his nephew with a kitchen knife. Oh. Police arrested a man after they said he tried to circumcise his one-year-old nephew with a kitchen knife. Larry Floyd was charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon Saturday. Police said Floyd was staying at home where the child and his siblings were being babysat when the babysitter sat, saw Floyd leave a room where the baby was sleeping. Witnesses told police he saw Floyd with a knife that had blood on it. According to the reports, the child's father arrived home shortly after Floyd told the father he was trying to circumcise the boy. The boy suffered non life threatening injuries. Guess the race of Larry Floyd, um, of of course, Florida. Oh, Florida. Why wouldn't it be? The, the self circumcision state. Jew White, says Aaron. Fake ass Tim, the two man Taylor. Jewy Fro, uh pretty, pretty, pretty bad white. Father is the, in the baby's life, white, black, redneck circumcision, wow. white bread connoisseur, black dude, white, one who wants to show me where my grandfather was hanged,
2: Aww. white,
1: one who thinks Eric Clapton invented the blues, white, Floridian flying monkey, Falouse Brown, uh, says Jew, white devil says Leonard brother, damn. Oh, Lord. Uh, the correct answer is, he was black, guys. He was actually a black, black guy. Yeah. So a lot of you guys missed it.
2: And he was real black, too.
1: Yeah. Uh, a couple of you guys did get it. Well, let me uh, give you some claps. Ha uh-huh. Only a few of you got it. So you just get a few claps for that one. Uh Let's go to the bonus round here. Uh, wait. Double the points and the race. Double the
4: points
1: and the race. That's right. It's double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race. So far, everybody's all over the place. Mostly 0 for 2, but let's see if they can get it going in the last round. A porn video that a former former student made in the stacks of the Oregon State University Library is getting university administrators hot under the collar. Kendra Sunderland, 19, became the talk of campus when she posted a video on Pornhub that showed her stripping out of her top and touching herself for 31 minutes in the crowded Valley Library in Corvallis, Oregon. Oh, yeah, and it's funny because, no, no joke. This is one of my favorite genres of porn now. I don't know why either. It doesn't <laughs> even make fucking sense. It's just women go to the library and they like open up their laptop, pretend to study, it, and they just flash titties the whole time. Like I, just, I don't know if it's just like maybe they are gonna get caught showing them titties. Right. like oh, oh, she gonna get caught showing them titties. But it's like you feel like you're going through the adventure with them. Right. You know, like oh, be careful. She behind you. You know. But um the clip became a sensation on campus, passed around among students on social media, it was viewed more than twenty six hundred twenty what, two hundred and sixty thousand times in just a few days before t- t- Pornhub took it down. You can still find it. <clears throat> just <saying>. Uh this <laughs> Yes you can. I won't say how I know, but uh I might know. This week the Oregon State police yeah. arrested Sunderland on a charge of public indecency. She was cited and released. Some students were dismayed at the infamy Sunderland brought to the campus. Others were amused. Many, though, were surprised she was able to get away with it, uh, with filming a porn in a crowded library for half an hour without being caught by anyone. Well,
2: you, do y'all not know how, hey, this shit is scattered. And, truthfully. What's scattered? The library, like, you know how libraries are broken up and oh, scattered? Okay. They yeah. have, like, little divisions sometimes. And, and honestly, most y'all fuckers don't use the library. Let's just keep this real. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, Yes, I, I could see this happening.
1: Yeah, plus, yeah, people got tablets now.
2: Right. You no, know,
1: I could see not even having to go to the library on college. Mm.
2: At all. Local,
5: late breaking. This is KEZI 9 News at 6.
3: A viral pornography video filmed from the University of Oregon, or excuse me, the Oregon State University library, now an outcry on campus. Good evening. Thank you for joining us
5: tonight.
7: I'm Matt Templeman. I'm Renee McCullough. KZI 9 News reporter Rhoda Kraus is live from OSU tonight to tell us about the investigation. Rhoda.
0: Well, Matt and Renee, last night Oregon State Police arrested a former OSU student after they say she recorded a porn video of herself right here at the Valley Library. And students I spoke with today say her actions do not reflect the university that they are proud to be a part of. On Tuesday, Oregon State Police got a tip that a young woman had created a 17-minute porn video that ended up on Pornhub.com. Yeah,
1: it's the buzz around
0: campus. The video, since removed, is getting attention across. Dude's
1: like, yeah, I jacked it at
0: that. Oregon of State campus under a negative spotlight.
1: Lots of
6: people are talking about it. I first, I thought it was a joke, and then all of a sudden, it was like, oh no, it's real.
5: I didn't think it was a very appropriate thing to do. And it makes OSU look very bad.
0: I couldn't believe it. Like, I I thought it was just a joke. Joke it was not. On Tuesday, Oregon State Police arrested 19-year-old Kendra Sunderland, a former OSU student for public indecency. They say she filmed the erotic video in a public area inside the campus library.
6: And then after I realized it was real, I was actually more shocked that it would happen. Uh, that kind of stuff you do all in private and not in public, ever.
2: I was surprised someone was in our library. Like. I feel like it's always packed, like I don't know how anyone could get away with it.
0: Oregon State says it has security officers patrolling the campus, but the library is huge and it is impossible right. to watch every corner at every moment.
8: Imagine six floors, 340,000 square feet. <clears throat> it's it's used by 30,000 people on average every week.
0: OSU says its number one priority is safety and does not tolerate illegal activity.
3: I don't think this represents us as as a campus.
0: OSU says it wants to make sure everyone feels safe on campus and says if you ever see anything unusual or anything that you think is creating an unsafe environment, to contact police or the Department of Public Safety. Live in Corvallis, wrote across KEZI, 9 News.
2: And truth be told, all goddamn libraries look the same to me. Am I the only one that, that thinks all libraries look the same, but bunch of fucking books in the background? Yeah. Okay.
1: But if it's your campus library and you know the girl, then you kind of can figure it out. That's true. Guess the race of Kendra Sunderland, uh, 19 years old. It was Pornhub, not Hood Amateurs, white. <laughs> Whiter than the stains left on the keyboards of men who watched a video. <laughs> uh, white because we all know blacks can't read, let alone locate the campus library. Oh, Lord. Kelly stacks white, says Steve. One of her classes was titled, How to Fully Take Advantage of Your White Privilege says shauna black Lord. black amateur videos get random niggas in the background doing everything but studying white knew where the yeah. library knew where the library was white he's like I'm i was trying to jack jack before my roommate came home and i realized it, it was in my school library so i s- slut shamed her as i it. risk taker white leading I welfare know. recipient white pink nips for real white white woman probably a dirty blonde Will be signed by Bang Bros and plowed by a Negro within a week,
6: white. Oh, Lord.
1: Corvallis, whiter than the women Russell shoots his light skinned on Uh, and, uh, Kendra finally left Hank, huh? White, though. The oh, correct Lord. answer is everybody got it. White. I can't believe uh, I didn't throw them off uh, any that her name was Kendra, you know. I thought black women could be named Kendra as well.
2: Uh-huh. They can. Um,
1: all right. Let's go to, uh, of course, the last thing. That's right. So, of Ratchetness. Uh, let's see. Here's one. A, a oldman County teen attacked a 16-year-old with a samurai sword. A samurai sword. Police say that was a weapon of choice for one Oldham County teen who attacked a 16-year-old boy early Friday morning. According to arrest report, the officer was contacted by a parent of the victim who told police that the 18-year-old Landon Jones had struck the boy with the sword in an attempt to do f- serious physical injury to him. When questioned about the incident, police say Jones denied committing the attack, but he did give police permission to search his trunk. Inside, officers allegedly found two sores, one of which the victim identified as the sore using the assault. <laughs> Jones was arrested and taken to the county jail. He is charged with second-degree assault, first-degree wanton endangerment. Police say he may have been under the influence of Xanax during the time of the assault. I thought Xanax was supposed say. to calm your ass down. Apparently, they do work like
2: that.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, apparently Xanax makes shit worse uh, if you got a sword. They just, any excuse. I was on weed. I had to kill some people. I'm sorry. Ah! I want a sword. You made fault. me do it. Cotton- Cottonwood police say they subdued a samurai sword wielded man with a stun gun after he challenged officers to shoot him. So they did with a stun gun. <laughs> police were investigating the complaint of loud music on Sunday evening. Sergeant Todd Moore, spokesman, For the Cottonwood Police Department said officers announced their presence and knocked on the door of Burns' home several times before he answered while brandishing a samurai sword. Burns was ordered to put down the sword, but he responded by asking officers if they were legitimate police. Y'all legitimate police? Is that a legitimate sword? Get the fucking sword down. Officers continued to identify themselves, and Burns challenged Uh, uh. them to shoot him, taking an aggressive posture and raising his sword. Burns was given multiple commands to stand down after several moments drove the sword into the ground the officers say Burns remained aggressive with them despite their attempts to reason with them at one point I mean guess the race alright shoot this nigga right. uh, this is blank a man was shot today clean shooting this all. nothing to see yeah, nothing to see here. at one point Burns reached for the sword again propped the officers to use a stun gun to help bring him into custody the officers faced with a deadly threat to themselves showed great resolve and restrained the situation Moore said what could be what could have ended with a serious injuries or death to either Cottonwood police or Mr. Burns, instead was able to successfully be resolved with less than lethal means. Burns was being held Monday in jail on suspicion of aggravated assault of an officer, disorderly conduct with a weapon, making a reasonable noise, and being a prohibited possessor, according to a police statement. So there you go. Alright guys, tweakedaudio.com code TBGWT. We'll see you guys here tomorrow for the fi- uh, the last episode of the week.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, until
1: then, uh, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah.